Welcome back to Second and Short. It is Monday, October 30th, 2023, the day before Halloween, but also the World Series is tied 1-1. We had an interesting week in college football, to say the least. I don't know what happened, honestly. I looked through it. I still don't know what happened. The NFL has just been the NFL this week, and um, you know what? What's not entertaining about that? Everything is entertaining about a week in the NFL. But before we get into anything, make sure if you're on YouTube that you like, subscribe, comment, turn on notifications, all of that. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, make sure you're following and rating five stars. And then look below me and Colin and follow all those social media platforms or go to the link tree, find everything there, follow us there. All right, Colin, you're with me today. And I just, I have to put this out there. I had a very scary realization yesterday while I was watching some college football. And it's not yeah. that Halloween is on Tuesday. That's scary enough. But it's almost November. That's yeah. scary. It, that means that college football conference championships are less than five weeks away. Yeah, they're right around the corner. We're losing daylight on football season. Yeah, this season's been flying by. Yeah. I'm worried, man. I don't want this to happen. I don't want it to be over. Yeah, you know, we just got to cherish the moments we have. And, you know, it'll last longer than we think. Trust. All right, man. Well, of course, today we'll be going through all the games from Sunday in the NFL and giving you some live updates on Sunday Night Football. At the moment, 14-0 Chargers over the Bears at the start of the second quarter. But we also have the World Series to talk about. We have all the college football to talk about, the new AP poll, next week's college football. And, of course, we'll make some ridiculous hot take to close it out. Colin, are you ready for when if When? NFL. <laughs> yeah. NFL Week 8. Yeah, I'm ready, man. Let's get it. All right. It starts Rams versus Cowboys. The Cowboys complete their 10-play opening drive with Dak finding Fergie in the end zone, and I got a feeling that today is going to be a long day for the Rams. To finish the first quarter, Deron Bland picks off seasoned veteran Matthew Stafford, takes it to the house. Cowboys up 17-3. Then Dak finds Lamb two times in the second quarter, and the Cowboys are making the Rams CDs, TDs, all first half. Cowboys up 33-3. The Rams put together a 12-play touchdown drive before the half to make it 33-9 at the half. Then... Big Ben Skoranek steals a touchdown on the opening drive of the second half. Rams now down only 33-17, to but early in the fourth, Dak decided to call his personal chef and gets Cooks to the house for six. Cowboys 43, Rams 20. Let's talk about it. Yeah, first off, how long did it take you to write that? I have been taking notes since 5.30, 5.45. It is 9 o'clock. I was about to say, man, that that was that was pretty impressive. Thank you. That's that's some good shit. But There's yeah, more to come. Um, there is more to come. Just what the fuck happened? Yeah, Matthew Stafford's thumb was the subject of bullying in this game. I don't know what, like, why his thumb kept hitting everybody, but it was getting jammed. It was getting crushed. I don't know what the deal was, but eventually he left the game. But like overall, not a good game for him. The running game was okay. Royce Freeman had a couple of good runs. Daryl Henderson had a couple of good, you know, moments. He had a lot of carries, not a lot of yards, but some some decent moments. And overall, the Rams just couldn't get anything big 
Like they had some big plays, but nobody had a huge game changing performance for them, and it really hurt them against the Cowboys. Yeah, you know it's a bad day when uh, Daryl Henderson is leading your team in receiving yards. Yeah. When you have people, you know, like Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, Puka Nakua, like, you yeah. know, it's a rough day, rough day in the office for that. Yeah. But, and... o- but overall, the Cowboys defense. Yes. Insane. Wow. This is, this is what they're known for. And even with them having a bunch of key guys out, they really impressed today. Oh, yeah. It, it, like, Dak had a great game, you know, despite the one pick. But it was it was like tipped around and caught. It's not even that bad. But yeah, CD Lamb, twelve receptions, his career high in receptions, one hundred fifty eight yards, two touchdowns. Brandon Cooks gets a touchdown. Jake Ferguson gets a touchdown, and those three just kind of carry that offense. Yeah, I mean, after Jake Ferguson, like no one really played a part in the receiving yeah. game. But I will say, Cavante Turpin with a huge, huge return on the uh, after the safety. From the blocked field goal, he had a huge yeah. return. I think it was uh, sixty-three yards. Got him in great position. They score another touchdown. Like it was just them constantly laying it on them. Yeah, I mean this this is the uh, Cowboys team we all thought we were going to get. Yeah, for the whole season. Exactly. You know they had a couple of rough games, but I really liked what I saw from them. Dak, you know Dak's always going to throw a pick. That's just standard Dak Prescott. You know, but when he can back it up with four touchdowns, you can get away with that. Oh yeah, he he had a great day, and the Cowboys defense was just ridiculous. Micah Parsons was all over him. Uh, you had you know he had a sack, I think, or no, he forced a fumble and then it got called back. But Deron Bland, of course, the pick six and just everything firing on the defense. Of course, the blocked punt, everything. All aspects of the game, the Cowboys looked great, and uh, it got them a 23-point win. Yeah, you'll take it. Off a of Rams offense that's like been pretty good since Cooper Cup has come back. Yeah, it just seems like there's things to figure out, and now with Stafford hurting the thumb, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but it just seems like they can't put everything together yet on the offense. Yeah, and they're really they're really missing Kyron of that that RB spot. You know, Definitely. Between, between Royce Freeman and Darrell Henderson Jr., I yeah. It just doesn't look good. It does not. But let's get into the next game, Vikings-Packers. And who would oh. have thought the Vikings would open the scoring with their first rushing touchdown of the season? And it goes to Cam Akers. Somebody better do a wellness check on Alexander Madison. But Kirk Cousins finds TJ Hawkinson on the slide, and he's safe. Touchdown, Vikings. Make it 17-3 in Green Bay. Then Jordan Addison pulls one down in traffic, takes it in for six. The Vikings take a 21-point lead. Despite Kirk leaving late in the game with an ankle injury, the Vikings win 24-10. Kirk Cousins, torn Achilles, comes out after the game. Brutal. Brutal. My heart. My heart, man. Yeah. Dude, he was playing so well this year, too. Like, despite the four losses, like, he has been competing all year, dude. Yeah. Like, he's looked freaking, like, amazing. You look great in this game. 274, exactly. two touchdowns, no picks. And he's been having to do it without his best wide receiver. Yeah. K.J. Osborne had a great day. Hawkinson, Jordan Addison. That kind of told the story for the receiving game, but they all definitely carried their load here. 
Yeah, Jordan Addison's really sitting in at that uh that in that offense, you know. Ever since uh Jay Jett is going out, he's really looked comfortable as that wide receiver number one. Yeah. Yeah, he's looked good. And uh Alexander Madison still sucks. Sixteen carries, thirty one yards, one point nine per carry. <sighs> Shit. Man, he is ass. I, dude, like it was like he had a ten yard run and then he had a negative ten yard run. Yeah. He had a seven yard run, negative seven yard run. Yeah. It's like, dude just cannot find consistency. I don't know why they didn't stick with Cam Akers longer. I don't know. Like, he looked good. Yeah. Nine for 19, yeah, it's not the best, but he got in the end zone, and he's just the more efficient runner. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the deal was with that. But on the Green Bay side, you know, the Vikings got lucky that Green Bay could not find a source of offense anywhere. Yeah. Jaden Reed had a couple of good plays, got him four receptions and 83 yards, but the run game just wasn't quite there. A.J. Dillon had a decent game in the receiving game, but he only was he was six carries for 11 yards on the ground. Aaron Jones, seven carries for 29 yards. Jordan Love led the team in rushing yards, but he threw a costly pick and just – a lot of, you know, the fumbles from Jones and Jordan Love, who neither of them lost it, but still a problem. And this defense was just on the field way too much to keep up. Yeah. So I know I know Minnesota went out and got Cam Akers earlier. Yeah. Uh, do you think they look for another running back to try to get before Tuesday? I don't think so. Yeah. They If, if there was anybody, I know now, the Titans... They don't have a quarterback now, yeah. so... There's no yeah, they, need, they need to get a quarterback first because uh, Jared Hall ain't it. I got a guy down in Atlanta that would I'd love to ship off. Yeah, it doesn't render. Get him the fuck yeah. out of there. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> cool. Take Van Jefferson with him. You don't like Van? Uh, we'll talk about it. Actually, it's okay. the next game. Are you ready to go to the next game? Yeah, let's just, uh, you know, scan over. Yeah, you know, Daniel Hunter is still, you know, all pro. So, yep. yeah, that that's everything I wanted to talk about. All right. Cool. Preston Smith, two sacks for the for the Packers. Still good. All right, next game, Falcons-Titans in Nashville. Will Levis makes his first NFL start in those beautiful Oilers jerseys, and uh, he chucks one deep to DeAndre Hopkins for the score. Titans take the lead 7-3, and Levis gets his first career touchdown, but they aren't done as Levis finds Hopkins again, and DeAndre spins into the end zone, takes a 14-3 lead, but wait. There's more. Willie Mays finds DeAndre Hopkins again and makes it 21-9. Arthur Smith finally pulled his mustached face out of his ass and put Taylor Heineke in, um, and it immediately changed the pace for this Falcons offense. But Will Levis ain't the only guy known for using condiments. Bijan Robinson turns on the Jets for six, and the Falcons begin the comeback. But wait, there's more. Just kidding. It wasn't Hopkins this time. Instead, Westbrook Akine to take it to 28-16 for the Titans. Scotty Miller makes it a five-point game with this touchdown grab, and the Falcons get the ball back quickly. But on fourth and one, Van Jefferson slammed the door on the Falcons' chance of winning with a horrible dropped pass, and the Titans hold on to win 28-23. That's why I hate Van Jefferson. It's one drop pass, man. It was the worst fucking drop I have seen <laughs> by a Falcons receiver. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, but dude, what the fuck, Will Levis? Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah, just came out firing. 
Remember how much shit we gave him as yeah. like, around draft time? I will say, I also said he would make a good NFL quarterback. Yeah, we said he was the most NFL-ready quarterback. Yeah. Turns out it was uh, CJ Stroud. but Only if he has DeAndre Hopkins as a wide receiver, though. True. But one thing that's crazy is that, you know, the Tennessee Titans scored seven points in every quarter. Yeah. That's it. Seven, 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 seven. Yep. Derrick Henry had a decent game. Uh, decent is, is an understatement. He had a great game. Uh, yeah, 22 carries, 101 yards, and he had four receptions for 21 yards. Tajay Spears had a decent game in his very limited amount of carries. 27 yards on three carries is great. Um, we saw them use like a misdirection snap to uh, a Conquo for a first down in the run game. They got pretty creative in this game, which is a good way to beat the Falcons because they have a good defense, but if you start switching things up on them, it's going to work, and it certainly did. But my biggest issue is that Ritter, first of all, shouldn't have even started this game. Of course, he put the game in jeopardy, fumbling the ball, as he does, because he just cannot hold on to the ball. I don't he's gotta, know. He's got to lead the NFL in fumbles, right? I like, I gotta, honestly hope he does. Like It's getting ridiculous. As a now. lifetime Falcons fan, I hope Desmond Ritter leads the league in fumbles. But I also hope that Taylor Heineke is wearing a helmet for the first drive next week. If Desmond Ritter is not standing on the sidelines in a hat, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, because like, like you said, as soon as Heineke came in the game, our momentum on offense uh, like changed so yeah. much. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, Heineke, they played the same amount of game. Both of them played a half. Desmond Ritter got sacked five times. Heineke got sacked once. Heineke didn't turn the ball over once. Desmond Ritter fumbled the ball. Like, I don't know what the hell was happening. I also don't know what was happening on the play where Jonu Smith threw the ball to Kaderil Hodge while Kyle Pitts was blocking. That makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> that was but, weird. But Kaderil Hodge had a great game. Three receptions, 75 yards. Just getting it done easy. We'll take it. Yeah. Tight in you, baby. Yeah. Just wild. And Calais Campbell still reliving the glory days, picking up that fumble uh, that Malik Willis dropped on the opening drive of the game. They got him pulled from... The game, and then ultimately got Will Levis out there. Um, I actually just realized I incorrectly said that Will Levis started this game in the recap, but Malik Willis started this game and was immediately taken out. Um, Yeah, I I don't, I don't know what to say. I I think if Heineke was in that game the whole time, the Falcons win. Yeah, or if we have Drake London the whole game as well. Yeah, that's true. He got lit up. Yeah, but. Bijan with his first NFL rushing touchdown. Which is crazy. Yeah. Like, because what? That's probably like six, five or six on the season, right? Yeah, he's had a couple of receiving touchdowns already. But for this to be his first rushing touchdown is crazy to me. Yeah, and it was easy. He made that shit look way too easy. I thought he's going (laughs) to trip over his own feet. He was going so slow. Yeah, it was wild. But, But to backpack on what you said, those jerseys for the Tennessee Titans. Oh, baby. They're amazing. I know Houston fans are very mad about that. Yeah, but uh, I don't... Fuck Houston. I don't yeah, care about it. Get over that. it. Um, all right. You ready to get into the next game? Yeah. Fuck doesn't Ritter. Let's get it. All right. Saints versus Colts in Indianapolis. Gardner Minshew finds Pittman for the touchdown. 
on fourth down to open the scoring in Indy. And then Alvin Kamara takes it back to Las Vegas in February 2022. As he see green ahead of him, or sorry, if he as he sees green ahead of him and punches it in. Saints tie the game at seven. Then the Colts must have been inspired by Kamara. They head to the strip club, knocking it free from Derek Carr and setting up Zach Moss for the rushing touchdown. Then Taysom Hill, who typically does not indulge in strip clubs, had to join the rushing touchdown party. 20-yard rushing touchdown for him. And then Rashid Shahid shows off the speed to take the lead for the Saints. Alvin Kamara gets away with another one, and the Saints win 38-27. Oh, you're you're getting pretty good at this. Thank you, thank you. Like the uh, the rhymes, it's there. Yeah, it was solid. But yeah, it's just like like Gardner Minshew. Sometimes he looks like a deer in headlights when he's throwing the ball. Yeah, like he'll just lean on that back foot and just throw it as high as he can, praying that either Josh Downs or Michael Pittman comes down with it. Yeah, him and Jacoby Brissett, those are the two that I rely on doing that all the time. Yeah, I mean, in <laughs> classic Derek Carr, just without the uh, without the pick, you got 300 yards, two touchdowns. Yep. That's it. Yeah. He did fumble, so I think that makes up for it. Yeah, that's why I said picks, not fumbles. Fair enough. But Taysom Hill, what the fuck? Nine carries, 63 yards, two rushing touchdowns? Yeah, it's like a tight end leads you in rushing yards. Yeah, but Alvin Kamara... Got 17 carries, 59 yards, one touchdown, but four receptions, 51 yards, one touchdown. Kamara had more receptions than Taysom Hill, but Taysom Hill had more rushing yards than Alvin Kamara. Really? That's a, that's a, that's a low in, re- in receptions for Alvin Kamara. Usually he's it sitting is. about eight or nine. Car, Car just didn't throw the ball quite as much in this game. He didn't need to. Yeah. You got Taysom, Alvin and even Jamal Williams running yeah. the ball. And the defense was setting them up in good spots quite a few times, but the Colts were definitely in this game for most of oh, the yeah. game. Like, oh, yeah. It was real close. A one-point game at the half. New Orleans came out with a touchdown and made it a little bit tougher, but the Colts stayed in this game. I, I don't, I'm not mad at Gardner Minshew's performance. Yeah, the pick sucks, but, you know, I'm not mad about him playing like that. Jonathan Taylor had a great game, 12 carries, 95 yards. Zach Moss splitting the snaps with Jonathan Taylor, which is amazing. Zach Moss looks great. 11 carries, 66 yards, and a touchdown. And then you had Josh Downs having another good week. Not quite as good as last week, but another good week. Uh, Michael Pittman gets a touchdown. Drew Ogletree gets a touchdown. But otherwise, like the Colts were good, but this defense has sucked. The last couple yeah. of weeks. Really, it's this whole season. Great. Yeah, because the Saints' offense is not that good. No. To be putting up 38 on a team. Like, Derek Carr is pretty shit. Yeah. But he's looking like a true vet out there, I will say. He's not making, like, mistakes over and over again. He's learning from it. He's hitting his guys, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. He's going to, you know, his big playmaker, uh, Taysom Hill. Taysom yeah. Hill's known for... You know, the crazy jet sweeps, screen passes, wildcats, everything like that. So why not use it? You know? Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Um Yeah, I don't I don't really have much else to say about this game, but when it comes to it, like both of these teams are pretty similar in my mind. They played this game pretty similarly, and um the Saints just come out with the win. Just a little bit right. more effective. 
you know, with the uh, Falcons and the Bucks losing, Saints are tied for first with the Atlanta Falcons in the NFC South. Yeah. So they're making some noise. Yes. Yes, they are. But let's get to the next game. Patriots versus Dolphins. Kyle Duggar picks off Tua, and Mac Jones leaves the Dolphins saying, Jesus Christ, it's Kendrick Bourne. And the Pats go up 7-0. The Dolphins turning it to a tie game with a ball down the field, 42 yards to Tyreek Hill for the touchdown. Then the Dolphins take the lead with a goal line slant to Cedric Wilson. Raheem Mostert refuses to be left out of the touchdown club every week. He punches one in for one yard in the score. Mac Jones has needed good juju all year. Finally gets him in the end zone to make it one touchdown <laughs> to make it a one touchdown game. But the Dolphins make the march of the Penguins down the field and Jalen waddles into the end zone for the 31 yard touchdown. Dolphins win 31 17. Jesus Grayson. <laughs> I think I think the the Jesus Christ it's Kendrick Bourne is the best so far. Yeah, I don't know. I like the the March of the Penguins for Jalen yeah. Waddle. That's that's pretty nice. All right, so Dolphins win thirty one seventeen, and I kind of talked about this. Like I knew that New England would kind of like try and threaten them, but the Dolphins would ultimately win. That's kind of what happened here. Yeah, I mean, all almost every time the division games are going to be close, you know, hard fought. But the the Dolphins' offense is just too explosive. Like I said, they can score at will. Yeah. And yeah. the same cannot be said for the New England Patriots. It's a miracle when Mac Jones gets in the end zone. Exactly. And like for Tua, it was just like he could do no wrong in this game. I know he threw a pick, but 30 for 45, 324, three touchdowns. Like Mostert gets a rushing touchdown, but Waddle has a great game. Tyreek Hill has a great game. It, that was kind of it for the receivers, but – this offense is so good, and it functions pretty much week by week, especially with A-Chain out. It functions with four people doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And look at Chase Claypool getting a reception right there. Yeah. Good for him. We love handing out participation trophies. <laughs> Glad he made the decision to, you know, come be like wide receiver six for the Dolphins. Yeah. Well, I made the joke about uh, good juju, but... He had one reception, and it was the touchdown for three yards. Yeah, only one target. He is too. useless. Yeah, well, did uh, I know he had a uh, – did he have a targeting, or was it just uh, unnecessary roughness? I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I don't remember. But He had something there at the end of the game. Yeah. That's look, all I know. The Patriots just suck at everything on offense. Yeah. They can't throw the ball well. They certainly can't run the ball. Like, what? Mm-hmm. what do we expect? Week by week from the Patriots. You know, we beginning of the season we thought, you know, their defense was gonna hold in, like hang in there and yeah. you know, help keep keep games close to where Mac Jones would only need to throw one or two touchdowns and could win a game. Yeah. Nah. They've been sucking too. Oh yeah. They they <laughs> suck. Especially with like Judon out, that really hurts them. Mm-hmm. But just overall, like it just feels like something better. Should have happened Man, in this game for the Patriots. Is Christian Gonzalez still up? Uh, yeah, I think he's gonna miss I, like the rest of the season. So I know he he was doing really, yeah, really good when he, he was. was. In. Um, but yeah, no, this defense has just been fucking atrocious. Yeah, it, it definitely is. 
Uh, you ready for the next game? Yeah. Oh, I will say one thing. You know, between Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, they had 25 targets just between <laughs> those two. Good Lord. <laughs> That's more than half of Tua's attempts were to those two. Goodness. Makes sense. Next, hi- next highest in targets was the running back, Savan Ahmad. Ahmed. Jeez. At, with four. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next game, Jaguars Steelers. The Jags find out why it's called the Steel City early. So they get their ability to score touchdowns stolen in the first half. Nine three Jags on only field goals going into halftime. Kenny Pickett gets slammed, leaves the game with a rib injury. But I guess Pickett was ribbed for the pleasure of Trubisky, who replaced him. And after that one, we're going to take a break from the jokes because Lawrence finds Etienne for the 56-yard touchdown, get the two-point conversion. They go up 17-3. Pittsburgh gets on the board with a Pickens touchdown, but the Jags hold them off, and they get the victory 20-10. to Yeah. You know, what that wheel route for Travis Etienne was probably the most beautiful thrown ball and catch that I've seen all year. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, like if Etienne stays on his feet, that's a touchdown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, wasn't it a touchdown already? Well, yes, it was a touchdown, 56-yard touchdown. What? Uh, for some reason, I thought he fell. That's my guy. That's I my think bad. he I, did have a run where he fell, maybe. But it was like early because he didn't have any long runs, but I think I remember seeing something yeah. like that. Maybe it's somebody right, else. Let's flip it to the other side. I don't think I've seen a worse team run the ball in Pittsburgh this yeah, year. Yeah, oh my God. Nobody over 19 rushing yards in a total of 18 carries for the team. The longest rush between uh, is tied between Kenny Pickett and Calvin Austin for 10 yards. Like, we, we were talking about how bad New England was. Pittsburgh is worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they suck at running the ball. Like, bad. Like, what happened with Najee Harris, bro? Last year, he was, like, goaded. I have no idea. This, this year, he forgot how to, you know, run. Yeah, I, I genuinely can't explain it. Like, Kenny Pickett was shit, gets hurt. Mitch Trubisky comes in, somehow is worse. The passing game, they couldn't do anything other than hit Deontay Johnson and then the short touchdown, or the 22-yard touchdown to George Pickens, but that was his only reception of the game on five targets. Deontay Johnson had 14 targets in this game and had eight receptions. Like Najee did well in the air. Five receptions for 42 yards on five targets is great, but this, this offense just sucks. It is so bad, and the defense didn't play that bad. Like, only giving up 20 points to the Jags is definitely not bad. Not bad at all. But, yeah, Etienne had one hell of a game. Of course, the 56-yard receiving touchdown. He had 70 receiving yards in total and three receptions, and he had 24 carries for 79 yards. Not the most efficient day, but still putting up yards. Trevor Lawrence just kind of did his thing. Uh, He did throw a pick, but 292, one touchdown is not bad at all. No, not at all. You know, he... At the end of the day, it, it's, a, it's hard to play in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it is. It's it, a it's, tough defense to face. Yeah, so whenever you can come out with a win, a 10-point win is not nothing to be sad about. You know? Yeah. Like, I'll take that any day. And, you know, that team's getting banged up a little bit. Etienne was having some ankle problems. Lawrence yep. was having some problems. Um, at the end of the day, they come out with a W, so nothing to, nothing to be down about. 
Yep. All right. I'm going to preface the next game by just saying this recap might be a little rough. It was the first one I wrote. I was really going for the Halloween theme, being the Halloween's on Tuesday. So mm-hmm. um, just bear with me. <laughs> All right. Eagles versus Commanders. The Washington Commanders strike first on 26-yard touchdown that had Terry McLaurin getting scary just in time for Halloween. But the Commanders make it 14-3 on a beautiful 20-yard pass to Jahan Dotson in the end zone. But we all knew that swole Batman wouldn't stay in the shadows for long. A.J. Brown makes a one-handed grab at the pylon for the Birds. First touchdown of the game. Commanders still up 14-10. The Eagles leave some clock or leave some time on the clock, and Joey Sly drops a bomb for the commies before the half. 61 yards for the 17-10 lead going into halftime. Then Swole Batman with a touchdown returns. And with another score this time, showing off the strength and dragging both his defenders to the house, Eagles tie the game at 17. Then Logan Thomas lays out for one in the end zone, reels it in for six. Commanders lead 24-17, but skinny Batman did not want to be left out of the Halloween festivities. And Devontae got to the best house on the block before anyone saw him. Touchdown for Devontae Smith. And then Reed Blankenship gets a pick. Two plays later, Julio Jones gets the score, and the Eagles take the lead 31-24 and leave all the fans wondering what year it is for a white guy to play in the secondary and Julio Jones to catch a touchdown. The Eagles win 38-31. Nice. Thank nice you. job. Yeah, I struggled on the Batman ones. <laughs> yeah, you know, I like swollen, skinny Batman. Yeah, it's great. That's, that's nice. Yeah. Um. But first thing I'm going to point out, Terry McLaurin, five receptions on 12 targets. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah, but no, it's like every year this game is probably one of the best games in the NFL. Yeah, two times Commanders a year. Eagles. It's always amazing. Yeah. And like, you know, it didn't disappoint. You know, the, I really thought the Commanders were about to win this game. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, swole Batman, eight receptions, 130 yards, two touchdowns. Yep. And Devontae Smith, not far behind. Seven receptions, 99 yards, and a touchdown. You mean skinny Batman? Yes, yeah, skinny Batman. Ah. Yeah, but hey, look at Julio. Yeah, Look man. at him. Look at him. I'm so proud. Look at Sam Howell, though. 39 for 52. Man, we're not talking about it. 397, four touchdowns, one pick, and he only got sacked once. Probably Where the least amount of sacks in any game this season. Where was that last week? Huh? Don't know. Where was that last week? Do the Giants have a better pass rush than the Eagles? Ooh. Got us thinking. Just saying. Absolutely not. No. No fucking chance. But <laughs> Jalen Hurts had a ridiculous game. 319, yeah. four touchdowns. Didn't throw a pick. Didn't really run the ball very much. But DeAndre Swift on the fake tush push, running it in for the touchdown late in the game. That was sick. Not as sick as the commanders stopping the tush push. It's true, but they didn't stop the fake. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about the fake. Fourth right. and one on the one-yard line, and they stopped it? Yeah. that That's solid. Come on now. It was. It we was. love to see it. All right, but, so don't ban it, right? Yeah, don't ban it. No, right, fuck that. Cool. I, was, I had never said to ban it. Yeah, I, I don't care. Whether what are you gonna ban? You gonna ban jet sweeps now? Like, 
You're just gonna keep. You're just gonna keep banning just specialty plays. I don't think it's the same. It's fine, man. It's a fucking. Oh, play. I think the play is fine. I think people have an issue with it because it used to not be allowed. Yeah, people have an issue with it because the Eagles are so freaking good at it. That's true, and nobody else is. Yeah, I agree maybe with practice that. it more. <laughs> maybe. Come on, you know the Eagles spend an hour every practice working on that. Yeah. Yeah, no. So you know, Jahan Dotson was whining like a little bitch when he wasn't getting the ball. So you know what? Sam Howell finally gave him the ball. Yeah. And he did times. not disappoint. Did not disappoint. Yeah. A-, a bunch of guys played great in this game. Jamison Crowder, seven receptions, 95 yards and a touchdown. We already talked about Terry McLaurin, but five for 63, one touchdown on 12 targets, granted. Uh, Logan Thomas, six receptions, 44 yards. Like They had it rolling. The problem was, in this game, the defenses, dude. One sack for uh, Philly, two sacks for Washington. Just could not get it done for either of them. Yeah, Chase Young was a non-factor in this game. Yeah. Like he didn't have a, he didn't have a QB hit. I don't even think he pressured that many times. No, like it was it was it just like tough performance. Yeah, absolutely. The biggest thing was like no fumbles. And actually, that's a lie. There yeah. was three fumbles. Gainwell and Hertz, I think, fumbled. It was it wasn't popping up for me. Three fumbles. That's about normal. Yeah, yeah. All right, ready for the next game? I guess Texans. Panthers, and this was a slow one, so bear with no, me. No, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ready for this game, Greg. We can just skip it. <laughs> in a showdown, the number one and number two picks of this year's draft and two best friends since eighth grade, the Texans get it started. They rattle off a 17-play, 9-minute, 20-second drive and ultimately punch it in with fullback Andrew Beck. I'm, yes, I'm sorry sir. for any fantasy football player in this game. Well, I'll just say that because Bryce Young then found Tommy Tremble in the end zone for six, but his last name must be contagious because Eddie Pinheiro missed the extra point. But the Texans put together yet another long touchdown drive. This time they let the Stroud boy keep it, and he shows off the guns, shoving it in for the score. But Pinheiro shook off the nerves of the Tremble touchdown and made the 29-yard field goal as time expired. The Panthers win the game. Their first game of the season, fifteen to three. Woo! I guess. You know, <laughs> I guess we should cheer for them. Bryce Young, overall, I mean, he didn't look horrible. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And he looked better than C.J. Stroud this game. Oh yeah. The 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 tough part is that he got sacked six times. That's gonna happen a lot. Yeah, it's. Man, Austin Eckler, you need to sit down. Sorry, guys. Um, but again, you know, Adam Thielen, you know, he's Bryce Young's guy. Reel in another eight catches on 11 targets. Yeah. 72 yards. Yeah. That's like, I think that's a season low in receptions this year, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. Actually, I, no, he, week three, I think he had seven. Yeah. I'm so glad that Miles Sanders is getting no fucking carries. He got two carries in this game, zero yards, not surprised. Chuba Hubbard, 15 carries, 28 yards. Shit. <laughs> they can't run the ball at all. It doesn't matter who it is. Well, I mean, Houston's got a great run defense. They do. You know, you're, you're yeah. going up against, uh, was it Will Anderson? Who else we got? Is it 
I'm trying to think of I Henry can't think Henry of Toa Toa. Okay, you're just gonna name all the guys that used to play at Alabama? Yeah, maybe. I think that's it. Their defensive line is uh Will Anderson, Malik Collins, Sheldon Rankins, uh Jonathan Greenard, and Henry Toto. Yeah, sounds good. But nonetheless, this game fucking sucked. Uh yeah, Damon Pierce very- wasn't very good. CJ Stroud ran in a touchdown sick, but like they're using the fullback to run in touchdowns. Noah Brown was getting targets. Nico Collins was getting the same amount of targets almost, which is ridiculous. Tank Dell kept running jet sweeps. <laughs> they ran three jet sweeps with Tank Dell. I don't know what yeah. was going on. Dalton Schultz did nothing. He got five targets at two receptions. For five yards. Yeah. That was insane. Just a shit game. I'm so mad a... that I watched this game. Yeah, I would have turned this off so quick. Yeah, shout out Jonathan Grenard, two and a half sacks. Malik Collins, two sacks. Uh, I think that was kind of. They got any? They got any good names? Um, the Caprio Boodle. Uh, wow. What about um, Matthias nah. Farley? Nah, Panthers take this one by a mile. Shy yeah. Tuttle. Yep, that's Com- that's a good one. Camu Gruger Hill. Yeah, I saw that one. I didn't even want to try. Uh, dude, Frankie Lovelou. Louvu. Yeah, Louvu. Um, I think, well, then again, Houston might win just off of what Kymie Fairburn's actual name is. What is it? Uh, go ahead and look it up. Just, just for my entertainment. Oh, Lord. Do I, I really want to? Yeah. Just look up Kaimi Fairburn full name. Oh, why is it the first suggested when I type in his name? <laughs> it is That's a collection funny. of letters and apostrophes. What? <laughs> John Christian. I'm yeah. There's nah. there's no way that any of us could figure out how to say that. Yeah, I'm not even gonna try. Yeah. I'll... No, that's crazy. Yeah, Vita Vea beats him though. Uh, but that's a topic for another day. Anything else to say about this shit game? No. All right. Jets versus Giants. Kayvon Thibodeau. His his little hand just barely French kisses the ball as Zach Wilson draws back and he loses it. But the G men settle for a field goal on that drive. Brees Hall makes every giant miss on his insane 50-yard receiving touchdown that was only thrown about five yards to him. And the uh, the Jets take the lead, and then former Syracuse Orange Tommy DeVito replaces Tyrod Taylor and runs in a six-yard touchdown to make things all sunny in East Rutherford. G-Men lead 10-7. All of a sudden, the sun goes away as Graham Gano misses a field goal. Wilson finds Wilson to get down the field. Greg the leg ties the game, sends it to OT, and Greg will be writing this at the end of his diary, though it is not a wimpy kid. Greg the leg hits the winning field goal. Jets win 10 or 13-10. Yeah. Shit. Saquon Barkley ran the ball 36 times. Yeah. Granted, That's what happens months. when Tommy DeVito comes in the game. Yeah, he only attempted seven passes. He completed two for negative one yards. Nice. 
Fuck yeah. And Tyrod completed four for eight yards. Yeah, I mean, weather was horrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Still, like, that's horrible. Four, four uh, completions for eight yards. Yeah. Wow. Garrett Wilson had a great game. Seven receptions, 100 yards. Yeah, nice. He just fed the ball to Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. That is it. Yeah. That is it. But, yeah, no, this game was might have been worse than the Panthers-Texans. Yeah, yeah it might have been. Brees Hall ran 12 times for 17 yards. Yeah. Compared to Saquon. I think that stat right there, that stat right there tells the entire story of this game. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson fumbled the ball twice, got sacked four times for 47 yards. Just yes. brutal. The defense for the Jets was great. Defense for the Giants was great. I will say that. Like the Panthers and the, the Texans, neither side of the ball was all that good. This, at least the Jets and Giants defenses were great. Like, Kayvon Thibodeau had three sacks. What the fuck did you just do? I was trying to not yawn. Okay. I, like, canceled it out. <laughs> he just yawned, canceled, <laughs> I guess. That's crazy. Uh, Jermaine Johnson had two sacks for the Jets, but, yeah, overall, a, a slow game. Just brutal. And, like, it goes to OT as well just to make it longer. Like, it sucked. Yeah, I mean, listen, Zach Wilson is doing what he needs to do. To keep the Jets in it until Aaron Rodgers comes Dude, back. they're four and three. Because, ladies and gentlemen, he is coming back before the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I think they said, like, what, week 13? I think I saw week 15 is, like, week the 15? early the early idea. Hey, if Buffalo can keep losing. Yeah. And the Jets keep winning. I will say they're not. They're, they're fighting for a wild card spot because the Dolphins are going to take this division easily. True. But yeah, nah, look, your leading receiver for the Giants, Darren Waller, one catch on four yards. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. Like, that's insane. Yeah. It was like, I know, I know the weather was, like, horrible and shit, but yeah. still, you are an NFL quarterback. Can you not throw the ball? I don't know. I have no idea. Like, it's crazy. If, if Tyrod is like, I know he went to the hospital. If he's like seriously hurt, I haven't seen anything. I that, think he's going to be staying you know, the night in the hospital with the rib that, injury. That's not good. Daniel Jones but, better be coming back next week. I was about to say, Daniel Jones needs to come back with a whole other attitude. Yeah. Not this first half of the NFL season, Daniel Jones. We need Danny Dimes to step back in the yes, pocket. Sir. Vanilla Vic needs to come back. <laughs> yeah. All right. But, Anything yeah, else for week, that one? Nah. All right. Browns, Seahawks. Into the afternoon, Jake Bobo takes it on the end around and punches it in for the first score of the game. But the Browns defense leaves their locket open. And Geno Smith finds it in the back of the end zone. Take the 14-0 lead in the first. P.J. Walker finds David Njoku, and he bullies his way through the Seahawks' secondary for the touchdown. And the Browns run the old hunt punch on the goal line to cut the deficit to three. Seahawks up 17-14. After the Browns took the lead, JSN gets around the corner for the touchdown, and they lead with 38 seconds left, and they hold on to it. Seahawks win 24-20 over the Cleveland Browns and P.J. Walker. Yeah, uh, I'd like it to be known, you know, Kenneth Walker's first drive. Oh, my God. 45 yards. Yeah. 45 yards. I think it was the first run. 
Yeah, and then they just stopped running the ball. Yeah. Zach Charbonnet got like a few touches here and there, but yeah, it was, they just, they were like, nah, we're good. Yeah, like DK had 14 targets. Yeah, he had five receptions. That's worse (laughs) than Terry. Oh my God. I sat him this week too, and I feel bad about it. Yeah. You know, I started, I started Aaron Jones over DK Metcalf this week. That's tough. Yeah. Glad to see JSN scoring a touchdown two straight weeks. Yeah, that's nice. He's definitely starting to get the ball. Yeah, and Jake Bobo scored two touchdowns two straight weeks. Yeah, they're they're starting to look other than Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, which is nice. That's how you're going to expand this offense and put up more points. Yeah, yeah, they they look pretty solid. Um, and, and you know, putting up 24 on the Browns pretty difficult. I know the Colts in that fucking crazy shit that happened last week did but the Colts or sorry the Browns defense still played well but 24 points against the Browns is going to get it done when PJ Walker's starting yeah hey listen the 49ers couldn't do it nope that's all I'm going to say yeah no you're right it definitely changed the game quite a bit but you know Two interceptions for both sides. You had Maurice Hurst and Martin Emerson getting picks for the Browns and Julian Love and Tariq Woolen for the Seahawks. But overall, this was a good game to watch. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I was keeping up when I was at work, and I was like, it was great to watch. You know, Amari Cooper, six receptions, 89 yards. You love to see it. You love to see David and Joku like, expand not on checkdowns only. Yeah. He had a 41-yard catch. Yeah. You'll take that. You know, Pierre Strong, I like that he's getting the ball a little bit more uh, as Jerome Ford was fighting a, an injury. You know, he's starting to come back a little bit now. But, you know, they signed Kareem Hunt for a reason. The one the one to five-yard touchdown runs is his specialty. Yep. Like I said, the Hunt punch. Yeah, you, lo- you love to see it. Yeah, you love it. And you love to see this next result. Broncos versus Chiefs. Let Russ cook. Wilson drops back, finds Javante Williams on the flat, and Williams gets crushed over the goal line, though, for a touchdown and an early 7-0 lead for the Broncos. And then some C-tier wide receiver wheels in a little touchdown in the corner to extend the lead and make it 14-3. And then food Cortland Sutton was ready to eat, and Russ was cooking. Wilson finds him for the touchdown and the 21-9 lead in the fourth. And at this point, if you haven't realized, I have not talked about the Kansas City Chiefs because they haven't scored a touchdown. So now I'll talk about them. On fourth and 27, Mahomes throws it deep on the run. It's reeled in by Justin Simmons. And the Broncos pick it off, and they settle for a field goal. They get the win 24-9. to Holy shit. They did, like... And all what? the Chiefs fans, what all happened? the Chiefs fans are gonna blame it on. Oh, Patrick Mahomes had the flu; he shouldn't have been playing. Yeah, crazy. Oh, okay, then uh, you know if he wasn't good to go, he wouldn't have played. Yeah, just an absurd result. This was the Denver defense we've been waiting to see. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mahomes like, threw two picks, got sacked three times. Like this defense looked so good, and they had a ton of huge stops. Yeah, huge stops, picks, fumbles, sacks. This that's all 
we were hearing from about Denver's defense coming into yeah. the season. Like this was a newly upgraded defense. You know, Sean Payton knew what he was doing when he was putting this defense together for this year. Where has this been all season? You just held one of the best offenses to nine points. Yeah, it was crazy. Like Pacheco couldn't really break one off. Petra Mahomes ran okay on the ground, but in the passing game, Kelsey was pretty much on locks. Like nine targets, six receptions, 58 yards. Rasheed Rice wasn't able to get any of those huge, huge like touchdown plays that he has in these last couple of weeks. Justin Watson couldn't do anything. MVS couldn't do anything. And the rest of that list of idiots can't catch the ball. So they're not going to get that many targets. Yeah, I love to see Kadarius Tony down at the bottom. Yeah, it does make me happy. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe Pacheco was happy today. You know, he, he didn't have any anger yeah. when he was running. Yeah, well, I'd be angry. Three receptions, negative three yards, and he had a long of seven. Yikes. <laughs> That's tough. Yikes. That but I mean, tough. listen, Denver Broncos won when their leading uh, receiver was Jerry Judy with two receptions. Yeah, Russell Wilson threw 19 passes in 114 yards and had three passing touchdowns. It's the turnovers. Yeah. The turnovers is what put him in great position. Yeah, good stops, big turnovers, like all sorts of stuff contributing to this blowout win. Yeah, Will Lutz even missed a field goal. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Will Lutz. But yeah, no, like you said, like... um how do you say his first name? Baron Browning, two sacks. Zach yeah. Allen, half a sack. Jonathan Cooper, half a sack. You'd love to see it. Granted, the Chiefs did have six sacks. Yeah, George Karloff just went crazy. Two and a half sacks for him. Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah. Chris, Chris Jones, pretty quiet for the most part. Had one tackle for loss. Other than that, it's just a non-factor. Yeah. Yeah, they were definitely all over him. They definitely sending... um. All those linemen that they purchased in the offseason at him. Um, all right. You ready for the next game, though? Mm-hmm. Ravens-Cardinals. Like I said to preview this game on Friday, Josh Dobbs runs in for a touchdown every now and then, and like a moth to a flame, he did it again to open the game. Then the Lamarck-Andrews tandem came to play, and they tie it up on the following possession. Then late in the second quarter, the Gus bus got started, and it ran it in for the touchdown. The Ravens take the 14-7 lead at the half. The Gus bus made a quick pit stop and then ran it in another late in the third for the 21-7 Ravens lead. But Josh Dobbs finds Trey Danny McBride, who was end zone bound and down. Oh, fuck. I fucked up. (laughs) Okay, I'm restarting that one because I like this joke. Josh Dobbs finds Trey Danny McBride, who was in zone bound and would not go down. The Cardinals start the climb back, making it 24-15. Then the Gus bus finishes its third route of the day, drops the kids off in the end zone, makes it 31-15. Hollywood Brown finds the end zone. Matt Prater gets the Cardinals three, but it's not enough. The Ravens win 31-24. Sorry, I got to talk about the the Danny McBride joke. Did you get it? Eastbound and down? Mm -hmm. As soon as I saw the guy's name was Trey McBride, popped in my head. I was so happy. You're like, shit, write it down, write it down, write it down. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, Man, it's just like, this is, Lamar didn't have a great day. No, he didn't. 
But he did what he needed to do. Is like the way you can put it. Yeah, I think the defense helped a lot because they didn't create a ton of offense. Like they what as a team they had like 260 yards of offense. Yeah, not not the best. Yeah, like Gus Edwards obviously had a great day, 80 yards, three touchdowns, um, two receptions, 14 yards, whatever that adds on to it. But like Mark Andrews didn't do all that much outside of his touchdown. Justice Hill didn't do that much. Zay Flowers had five receptions, but only 19 yards. Odell, four targets, zero receptions. Like it didn't help that the receiving core kind of struggled for Lamar. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Arizona's uh, pass defense. I think it's great. It's not bad. Yeah. No, Buda Baker leads it, you know, a great day overall on holding yeah. those receivers to not a lot of yards. Yeah, they give up the uh, passing touchdown to Mark Andrews in the end zone, but, you know, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. When your quarterback throws two picks and gives up great field position, it's going to happen. Yeah. Josh Dobbs just – He's so okay. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> it's he's like the definition of average. Yeah, he's so like, yeah, we could start him if our guy goes down. Yeah, he's like the best backup quarterback you could ever have. Yeah, he's the best worst quarterback. Yeah, granted, I think he's played better than one and seven. I agree, yeah. Like, I honestly you could say so. the same thing about Bryce Young. He's definitely played pretty well uh, considering they're one and seven now. Or one and six, I think. Yeah. I, at the end of the day, it just comes down to weapons, you know. Yeah. Like for Carolina, all you have is Adam Thielen. Yeah. For here, all you had you had James Conner. Yeah. It was great. Now all you have is Hollywood Brown. Yeah, and Trey McBride, ten receptions, ninety five yards and a touchdown. Yeah, tight end getting fourteen targets. That's crazy. That's Travis Kelsey numbers. I was about to say that's that's insane. Yeah, like he had more targets than like he had the same amount of targets as their wide receiver one and two combined. Yeah, that's insane. It's crazy. Like that's ridiculous. All right, anything else for that game? No, not at all. All right, let's get to uh, our final recap, and then we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in Sunday Night Football. Bengals. 49ers. Joey B came to play. He finds that Boyd named Tyler in the end zone for the 7-0 lead in the San Fran. In San Fran. In the San Fran. (laughs) And it wouldn't be an NFL recap without a McCaffrey touchdown. He extends the streak, makes it uh, a tied game at 7. And apologies to the fantasy owners, but Joe Burrow finds Andre Iosivas for the touchdown. Who? Who the Close fuck enough. is that? Yeah, some some guy. But Brock was not looking too purdy, throwing two picks on two attempts in like 7-11. Jamar is always open, so Burrow finds him for six. Bengals take the 24-10 lead early in the fourth. Purdy tried to get the rally started. He finds McCaffrey for the touchdown, but Cincinnati doesn't do shootouts, and Mixon really doesn't. Even if it was Nerf Gardens, and even if they were on his property, he does not do that. Joe Mixon finds the end zone for the 31-17 lead. The Bengals hold on to it for the win. Yeah, it seems like, you remember how good Brock Purdy was at not turning the ball over? Yeah, he lost the game, and it just it's out the window. 
I, it seems like the past three games, that's all he's known how to do. Yeah, it's crazy. Granted, granted he threw the same amount of passing yards as there are days in a year. Yeah, 365 passing yards is ridiculous for Brock Purdy. Yeah, granted, one touchdown, one yeah. passing touchdown. I think part yeah, of that is McCaffrey just not running quite as efficient as we're used to. Mm-hmm. Only twelve, only twelve carries for McCaffrey is kind of wild. Yeah, but, but like, that, they got fifty-seven yards on six carries is crazy. They got down early. Yeah, you know, McCaffrey couldn't run past Trey Hendrickson. Yeah, but Kittle having a huge game: nine receptions on eleven targets, hundred and forty-nine yards. Brandon Ayuk five receptions on nine targets, but a hundred and nine yards. McCaffrey having a solid day in the receiving game. He catches a touchdown, and Ray Ray McLeod has 43 yards. Nobody else recorded a receiving yard. Four guys in this game actually caught the ball, and only five guys were targeted, and Elijah Mitchell got one target. You see, It seems like they're really missing Debo right now. That's why also, Brock Purdy's throwing picks. Also, where's where was Juwan Jennings? That's what I'm saying. Like, Where is everybody else? There's There's so many other guys you could put on the field. And instead, you're limiting Brock Purdy. You're not giving him that many options, and it forces him to make bad decisions. Yeah. I I agree. But also, this San Fran defense has just been so shit the past two games. Yeah. Minnesota and Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, high-powered offenses. But you're supposed to be one of the top defenses in the game. Yeah. Like, we're talking primetime Seattle Seahawks, Legion of Boom era. Yeah. And the thing is, is like their big contributors are playing well, but it's in those weak spots that teams are really exploiting now. Like Fred Warner's still playing well. Talanoa Hufanga's still playing well. Dre, Dre Greenlaw, he's a little banged up, but he's still playing well. The thing is, Nick Bosa has not done shit this season. Mm-mm. It's crazy. Like He, got, he, he was like Joe Burrow. He got paid and just didn't. He like, has two and a half sacks. Yeah, that's not great. This man led the league in sacks last year, and he has yeah. he has as many tackles as he had sacks last year. I'm pretty sure. You know, uh, you know who else has been sucking for him? Javarius Ward. Yes, the man cannot lock down a receiver right now. No, I'm pretty sure at some point he got put on Tyler Boyd this game because he couldn't stop Jamar Chase. Yeah, he obviously couldn't. Jamar Chase, ten receptions. 100 yards and a touchdown. A perfect day for Jamar Chase, other than two carries for negative eight yards. Yeah, but, you know, he's not a running back. That's a good point. I don't know why they're running end arounds to Jamar Chase. It seems like every team is trying to run end rounds right yeah, now. Yeah, it's weird. I think they're the dumbest play call ever. They are not that, like, every once in a while they work. But I think if you run them too much, you give the defense opportunities yeah. to realize that, oh, look, they're And it's a very run. good way to lose yards. Yeah. I.e. Jamar Chase running for negative eight yards. I just, I don't get it. Because, first of all, it's useless. The only time it's good to use is if you're really rolling down the field and it's a quick no-huddle play call for one. Because you've got the defense on their on their toes, they're they're all stressed out. They're going to try and get to the quarterback at, at all costs, and then you have a guy come across, throws things off. But I think it's a dumb play call. I think teams should just kind of stop using it that much. Amen. But yeah, Cincinnati's defense looked pretty solid. Of course, the you know the the two interceptions were huge. Logan Wilson with one, and Jermaine Pratt with the other. But it just 
I don't know what the problem is with San Francisco. I, I think obviously there's not enough options for Purdy, and that's really hurting him. Or maybe he's not using his options enough, whatever it is. But they're not running the ball quite as well as they have in the past. McCaffrey is getting a little less efficient, despite scoring two touchdowns in this game. They're only two touchdowns. He's not playing very efficient, and that's hurting think, him a lot. I think he's still fighting that oblique right now. It's I, not. I think so, too. It's not 100%. So, uh, But, look, at the end of the day, the AFC North standings right now, there's a three-way tie for second place. Yeah. Between Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Baltimore's in the lead. Yeah, but look, Seattle jumped San Fran. San Fran dropped second in the division. Yeah. You're telling me this season could do with San Fran as a wild card? Or really potentially not, not in even the, in the playoffs? Yeah, not in the playoffs. It could. Oh. I, I think some guys just need to get healthy. Then yeah. they've got a bye week, I believe, next week. So yeah. um, that definitely gives them a chance. Let's see real quick. Next but, week. Um, yeah, I, they have a bye this week. Like this upcoming yeah, week. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, and then they then they play. Then they got a tough stretch. You know, they got know. the Jags, Bucks, Seahawks, and then the Eagles. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. But um, let's talk about what's going on in Sunday Night Football. You've been watching the game. I have it on. I haven't been paying any attention to it. But um, Chargers up twenty four seven early in the third quarter. Justin Herbert having a great game. Twenty four for twenty eight, two twenty seven, three touchdowns, no picks, no sacks. Austin Eckler, six receptions, 100 yards, and a touchdown. Oh, man. That hurts. Yeah, that is tough. Well, like Eckler and Keenan Allen, perfect on their targets. Eckler's got 25.5 points right now in fantasy. Looking. He's only got six carries for 10 yards. They've only run the ball 11 times. Yeah, I mean, Chicago's got a good defensive line. They do. I'll give them that. Yeah. But their secondary is horrible. It definitely is, and the offense isn't much better. Tyson Badgett, like I said, I predicted this, Tyson Badgett would get lost on the field this week. He is lost. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. And the running game is also lost. Dante Foreman, back to sucking at football. Um, Roshan Johnson, just not really doing much. Darrington Evans ran in a touchdown cool i guess um yeah outside of them like just doesn't seem like a lot's going on for him i mean this is the chargers defense we've been waiting to see but or is it just a a struggling bears offense it's probably a little bit of both i'll probably say joey joey bosa's looked really good in this game right now yeah he's making his presence known yeah, he's got the sack. He's got two tackles. You know, Eric Kendrick's playing very well. Kenneth Murray has a pass defended, and he's got five total tackles. Oh, Herbert. As- Asante Samuels had one mistake, and it's that first play of the game to Darnell Mooney. Yeah. That is it. That is it. Jasir Taylor with a pick uh, off a horrible throwing ball by Tyson Badgett. Not that surprised. But, you know, Khalil Mack, you know, he only has one tackle, but it was a tackle for loss. Yeah. You know, but really, it, the Chargers have just held possession this almost this entire game. So, you know, this, I, I kind of knew it was going to be a blowout. To be yeah, I, I expected the blowout for sure. This, this, this is like not a game meant for primetime. No, not at all. I, I like, 
I guess coming into the season, when you think yeah. about it, it was like, oh, Justin Fields is supposed to be so good, and the Chargers have this high-powered offense, and, and this is what this game turns into. Oh, Eckler probably yeah, just you doubled know, his yardage right there. You know, listen, if Justin Fields, you know, wouldn't have got hurt, he was getting hot right there. Yeah. Like, he was starting to play really well. Maybe this is a entirely different game. You know, DJ Moore is probably more effective. Cole Komet is getting more cat like targets because you know Tyson Bajan I think just has some you know vendetta for Cole Komet. You know, last <laughs> week zero targets on with zero catches. Yeah, it's this tough. week's a little bit better. You know, four four targets, four receptions for thirty two yards. We'll take that. Yeah. But listen, Darnell Mooney had a forty one yard catch in the very first play of the game. He's only had one target since. Yeah, that's that's not good. Like, why not, like, keep going to him? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know what the issue is here, but um, let's talk a little bit about Monday Night Football. Um, we'll update uh, on Sunday Night Football throughout the episode and give you the final update here uh, at the end of the episode. But Monday Night Football, Raiders, Lions, this has got to be a Lions blowout. Yeah, I don't think the Raiders are going to be able like, to hang I on. know the Lions were not good last week. The Ravens are a good team. It's okay. The Raiders suck. Mm-hmm. Me and Luke went on and on and on about the dysfunctionality of the Raiders on uh, Friday's episode, and I think that certainly hurts hurts their chances just in football games. Yeah, and you know we're going to get to see another full game of Jameer Gibbs with David Montgomery still being out. Yeah. I'm happy. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm glad to see another game like that because he played great. Him and Almond Ross St. Brown played great. The whole team just didn't. If they can get the yeah. whole team to play well and Jameer and Almond Ra to play well, then I think it goes a whole lot different. Yeah, that defense, you know, we're going to see uh, probably the best side we've seen all season from them. You yeah. know, a struggling Raiders offense. Yeah. You know, Jimmy G, who's been fighting injury. Josh Jacobs, who's had a very slow start this year. Yeah. You know, if they can, at Brian Branch, I believe, is back healthy. So we're going to see a full game for him. Yeah, there, there's definitely a lot to look forward to with this Lions team, especially going into this game, considering it's a pretty weak Raiders team. The defensive line has not been as good as we thought it would be. The, the secondary is atrocious. The offense just cannot get rolling. Devontae Adams, they can't figure that shit out. And Josh Jacobs just has not been efficient at all, especially compared to last season. Yeah, you know, uh, Jimmy G's going to be looking for Devontae Adams to step up. They're going to keep going to Jacoby Myers because, you know, that's been working for them. Yeah. Um, But, you know, we got to see Josh Jacobs get more involved in the passing game too. That's what he was known for last year. Yeah. Like, he was the Austin Eckler last year. Like the best well, Austin Eckler was the Austin Eckler last year. He had, like, almost 1,000 receiving yards. Yeah, that's right. Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing yards last year. Did he really? Yeah. Fuck me. It's tough. Oh, oh well. You know, but Detroit's got to win. You know, Minnesota's right on their ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Minnesota's but up now Kirk's four. going out. There's a good chance the Lions take a pretty big leap in these next couple of weeks. Unless Minnesota goes out and finds them a quarterback that can step in, you know. They're not. I hate to break it to you. Go get Brian Hoyer. You know what he can do. Yeah, play like shit. Three picks a game, baby. Let's go. <laughs> go get fucking Carson Wentz. 
Yeah, probably not. Get Colin Kaepernick. Didn't he go to the CFL? No idea. I'm pretty sure he went to the CFL. If not, yeah. No, honestly, go get him. Yeah, Let's try it out. Bring back Cam Newton. Let's run it back. <laughs> okay, we're getting too, we're too deep in the game. Um, You ready to talk a little bit of baseball? World oh, Series. Time. Bro, come, who wouldn't want to talk about this oh game, my this matchup? God, this has been a dream come true for baseball fans, especially being neutral in this World Series. Yeah, game sir. one goes the way of Texas in 11 innings, 6-5 to five on a walk-off home run by Adolis Garcia. Just a fucking amazing game. Back and forth, like Texas takes the two-run lead. Arizona scores three in the third. Texas takes or ties it back up. Arizona goes up two. Texas gets crazy in the bottom of the ninth, scores two, and then they go into extra innings, and they get the walk-off in the bottom of the 11th. Just a ridiculously good game to watch. Corey Seager, a huge home run there, bottom of the ninth. Cool. Man, huge is an understatement. Yeah. That shit was, he dropped that back knee and he said, see ya. It was ridiculous. Just oh, absolutely man. insane. I watched the video the other day and they put it to the money ball sound. <laughs> <laughs> but tough scenes for uh, for Paul Seawald. First blown yeah. save, I believe, of the uh, postseason. He was going crazy. I think he had six saves up to this point. Uh, this postseason, he'd been great, but yeah, just couldn't quite hold him off. First run he's given up this postseason. That's crazy. Yeah, no, he's been probably one of the most dominant star, uh, closers yeah. in and, postseason. And you've got great setup guys ahead of you. Me and Luke talked about this, like Thompson, Mantiply, and Ginkle have been great. Mantiply, not as much as a setup man. But Ginkle has six holds. Thompson has five holds. Ginkle hasn't given up an earned run yet. Mm-mm. So they've got their bullpen figured out. It's just a tough look for Paul Seawald. He's looked so good, but it's going to, you know, you're not going to be great every single game, especially in the postseason. Yeah. Yeah, no, just a, a fantastic game. And Jose Leclerc coming in after Will Smith. Just <laughs> Will Smith did. Um, he didn't even do anything wrong. Just no. you know. Well, look at it. Look at his postseason ERA though, six point seven five. It's why they That's only classic. trusted him to record two outs. Listen, and he's probably still gonna find a way to get a ring. His third consecutive we'll ring. We'll see because the tides turned. Game two was, in my opinion, better. I like a lot of runs from one team. It makes it fun <laughs> to watch. The Diamondbacks win it nine. One and this offense was rolling to the point where Tommy Pham had the chance to become the first player to go five for five, and he was like, "Nope, I want Jace Peterson to get in a bat." What a guy! Yeah, what and Jace guy. Peterson scored a run as the pinch hitter for Tommy Pham. Then you know went up and got out. But shout out Tommy Pham, Who stand cares, up guy. Listen, that's what this team has been about. Yeah, shout out dog shit Braves legend. Ace, Jace Peterson. I just called him Ace Peterson. Jace Peterson. <laughs> Ass Peterson, baby. No, Ace. Ace Peterson. But yeah, no. tell Marte, two RBIs, he's got one hit. 
Corbin Carroll, two RBIs, he got two hits. Gabriel Moreno with the solo shot. Like, this game was so much fun to watch as somebody who's kind of rooting for the Diamondbacks personally. Alec Thomas, a two-hit game, he scored a run. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel, a two-hit game, he walked as well. He scored a run. He had an RBI. Like, this offense was so much fun to watch in this game. And just, I'm so excited for the rest of this series. I love that the rookies are not phased that they're in the World Series their first year. Yeah. Like Corbin Carroll batting 296. Yeah. Evan Carter batting 313. And then uh, Josh Young, 302. Yep. Like, excuse me? Y'all are rookies, bro. Yeah. Just absolutely insane. Like on Texas side, they just couldn't get it going against Merrill Kelly, who's now put together two fantastic starts to start off this postseason, both of them away from home in these last two starts, and he's pitched fantastic. This one, seven innings, three hits, one run, nine strikeouts, gave up the home run, but, dude, just fantastic job by Merrill Kelly to just keep him in it because Montgomery started off the game fantastic, but they get into the fourth inning. He gives up two. Then he gives up two more in the seventh. They pull him. He had given up nine hits to that point. And they just kind of attacked that closing pitching uh, pretty well and got the game done. Yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, they probably pulled him a little too late. I you agree. Know, it's not, not very often, especially, you know. I don't think he should have started the seventh. No, I think the sixth should have been his last. Yeah, when it comes to he, the postseason, unless you've got no runs given up, I'm probably pulling you after the sixth. Yeah. I can't like, risk anything. Your bullpen's been great. Yeah. Like this postseason, trust it. Yeah, I agree. But I will, I will say, uh, I think Kelly, you know, going into the bank, pitching that phenomenal game and getting the win, mm-hmm. just changed his whole mindset. Definitely. Now, now he has the mindset that he can win anywhere. He's the guy I'm looking at for like clinching game starter now yeah. on this team because Gallon just he gave up a decent amount of runs. It's kind of what he does, but. You have Brandon Fat, you have Merrill Kelly. You've got game six and seven. Yeah. Oh, Brand- <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Brandon Fat for a minute, bro. Man, it's crazy. Wow. Insane. Since, like, he's not phased ever. No. Just sits in the dugout before the game, reads his Bible, gets up on the mound, shuts Respect. him down. Respect. And his slider is fucking gross. Bro. <laughs> Bro, don't get me started. I saw, I saw him throw it, up, throw it to Bryce Harper. Like it almost hit his back knee, and yeah. got Bryce Harper almost falling to the ground. Yeah, just ridiculous. But yeah, a, a fantastic offensive performance for the Diamondbacks. But to look ahead in this series, like this one's going to be a good series. Yeah. No matter what happens, this is going to be a real fun series to watch. Um, three straight days: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, in Arizona, we get Scherzer versus Brandon Fat mm. on Monday. That's Monday. Fantastic. Monday goes to the D backs. I think so as well. Scherzer just gives up too many runs. Like like Luke said, Scher- the Scherzer is going to be the reason the Rangers lose the World Series. I I love that claim there. I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, but then you get to Tuesday and then Wednesday. Um, obviously, that's going to happen, but. If necessary, we go back to Texas um, for, uh, what, Friday and Saturday? 
to to round it out. So you won't be missing anything here. We'll be covering those three games as soon as they happen. Once you know Thursday rolls around, we'll talk about those games. If it goes to Friday, you'll hear about it on Friday. It sets up perfectly. It's like they knew we only recorded on Sundays and Thursdays now. There you go. Dude, I'm, this is a great World Series. It just makes me happy. It no is, Phillies, man. no Astros, no Yankees, no, no Dodgers. Mets, no Dodgers. Like, Unfortunately, no Braves. <laughs> you know, but I can live with that. I can. Because, you know, the D-backs, you know, their last win was 2001. Yeah. Rangers haven't been since 2012, and they've never won one. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. I'm I'm super excited for the rest of this. I, I love the pitching matchups throughout this. I love the hitters on both sides. You just have super fun guys to watch up and down the lineup. Because, like, you look at the Diamondbacks, and it's like, oh, the bottom of the lineup is, like, Lourdes Gurriel and Tommy Pham and Alec Thomas. Like, whoa. And then you go to the Rangers side, and it's like, how are some of these guys at the bottom of this lineup? Yeah. Gurriel was an all-star. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you, Josh, Josh Jung is a candidate for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, and he's batting in like the second half of this Texas lineup. Yeah, like it's ridiculous. He's batting, he batted second to last in the yeah. last in in the game one. That's crazy. It was crazy that Evan Carter bats like third or fourth. Dude, just an on base machine. He's batting three eleven and or like what three nineteen or something in the playoffs. Well, three thirteen. Yeah, three thirteen. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's got an on base percentage of four thirty one, only being beat out by Corey Seager. Insane. Insane. But yeah, I I am loving the series, and I am very much looking forward to the rest of it. But what I look forward to every week is talking about college football. Ooh, baby. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, it was an interesting week. I wouldn't say it was like a great week. I wouldn't say it was a crazy week. It was just interesting. So let's start with the ranked first ranked matchups. Number eight, Oregon, puts up 35 Ooh. in number 12, Utah's house. Oregon wins 35-6. to six. Bo Nix, a great phased. game. Not even phased. No. But Utah Utes have no idea what, what was coming. Yeah, and it sucks the Cam Rising's still out. Like it seems point, like at, he was like a game time decision for the like the first game of the season. He still yeah. hasn't played. At this point, just sit out the rest of the year, my guy. I think Come he's going to, but it just sucks that he's not there because this team is great. They just don't mm-hmm. have the quarterback leadership. Like Bryson Barnes raised pigs growing up. He's not built to be a quarterback. And threw two picks in this one, so yeah, just brutal. You know, Oregon's bouncing off that Washington loss, yeah, and they're making a case to get back to that 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 playoff. You know, they want they want to get back there. Yeah. They know they can compete with the big dogs. It's gonna be hard to get there, though. That yeah, that Bo- playoff picture is looking real blurry at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I mean, know who's going. Bo, Bo Nix is making a case to get his name up there in the draft. Yeah. He's trying and to go Heisman. top 10. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. 24 for 31, 248, two touchdowns, no picks in this game. He had a rushing touchdown on the ground. Bucky Irving had one as well, 83 yards for him. But Troy Franklin, a great game, eight receptions, 99 yards. He caught a touchdown. Just overall. 
what this team did in this game was fantastic, especially going into an atmosphere like Utah. Yeah, it's it's tough to score in Utah. Oh yeah, but Oregon did it easily. Yeah, very. You go to four and one in the conference, seven one overall. Their odds are looking good. Yeah, because let's see the rest. They got California, USC, Arizona State, Oregon State. You know, California, mid. Yeah. USC, shit. Yeah, we just saw them square off. Yeah, we'll talk 50 about that to 49. Arizona State, shit. Oregon State is really going to be their last big competitor. And then and they lost this week, too. Yeah, but it, Oregon, Oregon State's always a classic matchup. That's true. You know? Yeah, I will say Oregon, luckily, has a much easier route to the end of the season than Washington. Mm hmm. And we'll we'll talk about Washington a little bit later, but let's get into the next the actually the only other ranked versus ranked matchup. Louisville twenty three, Duke zero. Yeah, Riley Riley Leonard did not look good this game. Yeah, like how did this happen? Riley Leonard completed nine passes. Yeah, on twenty three attempts. Granted, the nine passes were for a hundred and twenty one yards. Which is great. But no no touchdowns, yeah. one pick. Jordan Moore, six receptions, 92 yards. Jalen Calhoun, five receptions, 56 yards. But Jordan Waters, five carries, 23 yards. Dequez Moore, six carries, 15 yards. And Leonard himself couldn't run the ball well either, 10 carries, 13 yards. They couldn't run the ball. Leonard couldn't throw accurately. What happened here? Like, Louisville wasn't amazing outside of Jahar Johnson on the ground. But they only threw for 117 yards. Dude, this must have been a boring game to watch. Oh, I'm sure. But also, what's up with all the J names on Duke? I noticed that as well. Well, Louisville's got their fair share too. Jack Plummer, Jahar Johnson, Jamari Thrash, Josh Lifson. Yeah, but Duke, Duke receiving, the only wide receivers that caught the ball started with J. Yeah, two, and uh, two, two, both two running, running backs. backs. <laughs> That's, that is like, crazy. Jordan Jaquez, Jordan Jalen Jalen. Wait, Jalen twice just spelled differently. <laughs> yeah, and there's two Jordans: Jordan Moore and Jordan Waters. Yo, that's crazy. That's got to be annoying as fuck. Coaches <laughs> have to use last names. Yeah. Oh man, any good name? Another, any good names? They have, they have another. They have another Jalen on defense. Yeah. That's three Jalen's. All right. I just found the name of the game. Al Blades Jr. Aeneas Pebbles. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that one is good. That's great. Uh, Louisville, I don't think really has anything yeah. good. No good names. That means they're a good team. Gilbert Fr- Fryson. Fryson. Yeah. Ashton Galoit. Galot. Gillette. I think it's Gillot. Amari Huggins Bruce. Where is that one? Oh, yeah, that's a good-ass name. (laughs) Huggins, bro. Yeah, I think I got to give the win to Aeneas Pebbles, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, the upsets. Kansas, 38, number six, Oklahoma, 33. Wow. Let's go, go, Jason Bean. Jayhawks, dude. Jason Bean, baby. Yeah, Mr. Bean pulling it off. Despite no touchdowns and two interceptions. Yeah, it's, you know, 
It's not about that. You know, it's about the four no. carries for 62 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, which is nice. Uh, and Devin Neal on the ground. 25 carries, 112 yards and a touchdown. And Daniel Highshaw Jr., 12 carries, 51 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground. Yeah, so that's four rushing touchdowns. Yeah, that's all they needed. All they needed. But also, listen, Dylan Gabriel looks like straight Get him out of the fucking Heisman conversation now. Yeah, uh, what is he, a running back? He's starting to act like Jalen Milrow, dude. Yeah, 14 14 completions, (laughs) 14 carries. Three rushing touchdowns and a pick. Yeah, crazy. Maybe he needs to come to Alabama. Yeah, put him at running back. (laughs) But no, damn, dude, Oklahoma, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, you come. You have a they great had the world in their Texas. hands. Yeah, they had the easiest path to get to the playoff. Yeah, like their their next four games: Oklahoma State, West Virginia, BYU, TCU. Oklahoma State was their next biggest competition, and they aren't good. No, but and Oklahoma they, bottled it. Yeah, and if they do that, they probably play either Texas or Iowa State. In the big, yeah. big 12 championship. But the thing is, now, if they play Texas in the Big 12 championship, if Oklahoma wins, Texas is fucked. But if Texas wins, they might be in. It's going to be big. We, you, if For Texas, they need Oklahoma to stay around the top for the rest of the year. Yeah. Which so that, that victory looks great. Yeah, they should. But, you know, Texas without Quinn Ewers has to win. Let's not... That's true. Yeah, that is true. And they did this week. We'll talk about it later, but let's get to the next upset. Arizona 27, number 11, Oregon State 24. A close, close game. DJ Oangale had a pretty solid game, but it just wasn't quite enough. And for for Arizona, Noah, I believe it's Fifita. Fifita? I can't remember. Fifita? I don't know, man. I've heard him say it on the broadcast, but he had a great game. 25-32, 275, three touchdowns, one interception. It, just like Damian Martinez wasn't able to get in the end zone, which is a little bit foreign to them so far this season. And honestly, Arizona just kind of outplayed him. Arizona has really turned this season around in a good way. They Playing good teams very well. Like, you had the close game against Washington. You had the close game against USC. You blow out Washington State last week, and you beat Oregon State this week. That's f- four straight games against ranked opponents. They play UCLA next week. Like, this is the hardest part of their schedule, and I never would have guessed they would have come out with two wins so far. No, oh, yeah, and earlier in the season, they had a one-score loss to Mississippi State. Yeah. An SEC opponent Yeah, that everyone thought was gonna get he was going to get blown out. But they've surprised us, and they've looked good. Yeah. And, you know, they're not out of this quite yet. Uh, it's yeah. A stri- the, it's a stretch the to say The Pac-12 is very much eating itself alive. Yes. It's like there's not a team that I 100% like can guarantee you will win this week. No. No. Like, Washington has given us its scares. We know USC. What the fuck? Oregon is just... Oregon's probably the most dominant team in the Pac-12, I'd probably say. Yeah, but the thing is, Washington beat them, and Washington's undefeated. Like, it's tough to say. Like, I think, in my mind, it's very obvious to me that 
it would be Washington versus Oregon running it back in my mind. Because USC is – well, the thing is, is Oregon just has to keep winning games in the conference and they'll get it. But USC is going to lose another game with the way they play. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about their game here shortly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, ridiculous. It'll be at you the look, end of the the like recap yeah. part, but well, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, but let's talk look, about the next upset. Well, I was going to say USC. Next week they play Washington. Yeah. Week after they play Oregon. Week after they play UCLA. Yeah, so they're they going to lose two or three games. You know, if they lose those three games, they've lost to every ranked opponent that they played this year. Good. They suck. They have no defense and no offensive line against any like reasonably good pass rush. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, and they can't run the ball to save their lives. Not at all. But, it's like they're like the Minnesota Vikings of college. Yeah, they are. Except they have like double the wins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, but our next upset, number seventeen, North Carolina, coming off of an upset ah. last week. They fall to the Yellow Jackets of Georgia Tech, 46-42. Why? Again, Drake May, good game. 3-10, two touchdowns, no picks. Marion Hampton, 29 carries, 153 yards, and two touchdowns. Drake May had 58 yards on the ground in a touchdown, and British Brooks had eight carries for 56 yards in a touchdown, and you still fucking lost to Georgia Tech. What is, is their defense doing? Dude, North Carolina defense is probably one of the worst in the ACC. Haynes King had four touchdowns. Dante Smith, 22 carries, 178 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Haynes King had 90 yards on the ground, and Jamal Haynes had 80 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Listen, Haynes King is a dog. He looks really good. I hate to say He looks like, wow. Because he was dog shit at A&M. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, it's like maybe maybe he wasn't an SEC guy, dude. He's a, he he's had ACC. he had ten touchdowns in three seasons at A and M. He uh, has twenty one touchdowns this season. Maybe he just wasn't clicking with the coach and staff, you know. Yeah, he's already surpassed two thousand passing yards. Like this kid is playing amazing football. Out of his mind. Yeah, insane. But like you have Eric Singleton Jr. No touchdowns in the game, but 117 yards on eight receptions. Malik Rutherford had two touchdowns, 83 yards. Brett Seether had two receptions, 40 yards, and two touchdowns. Crazy. Tez Walker had a a costly fumble in the game. And just overall, like, Georgia Tech just kept staying with them in the 24-point second quarter. And then you, it's insane to look at that. Zero points in the first, 24 in the second, zero in the third, 22 in the fourth, and you win by four points. It's insane how badly UNC's defense gives up when they take a lead. Yeah, it's it's been horrible. Absolutely shit. Yeah, they they really do suck. And they- now the ACC is... Ridiculous. I think Virginia oh, Tech is. I think Virginia Tech and Florida State are actually going to play each other in the ACC championship game. You don't think it's going to be Louisville? They might be. They're they're decent, but fuck if Georgia Tech keeps winning, you you never know. 
I don't want to see Georgia Tech. Are you scared of Georgia Tech? I have Tech? flashbacks of Georgia <laughs> Tech ruining Florida State football. Okay. Not that I think we'd lose to Brent Key, but still. No, if you lose, you're losing to Haynes King. And that's that's true. it. But Brent Key is the head coach, so that means we lose to him as well. Um, all right. Let's get into our top ranked teams and how they did. Number one, Georgia, down in Jacksonville for the neutral site, puts up 43. They beat the Gators 43-20. Carson Beck looked great. Lad McConkie, six receptions, 135 yards and a tud. Yeah, I mean, Mike Mike Bobo knew what he was doing with Brock Bowers being out. Yeah. He found, he found a way to get the ball to Lad McConkie. And Dejon Edwards... 15 carries, 96 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. We'll take it. He had a great game. Kendall Milton had a decent game as well, 55 yards and a touchdown. But for Florida, it was just a matter of, like, Georgia actually came out and played good offense for the first time this year, and it just happened to be against Florida because Florida played not that bad. Obviously, the second and third quarter not putting up any points kind of hurt them, but I think they were just shocked by how Georgia came out. Yeah. I mean, Florida scored first. Yeah. They had them on the ropes. For five minutes? <laughs> Something like that, man. Like, come on. What are we doing? Yeah. It was just a, a fantastic performance by Georgia, and their defense came up with some huge stops multiple times in this game. And, um, yeah, it was enough for the win. Uh, there's not much else to say about this game, despite it being 43-20. Like, it was just... Yeah. It almost was the most boring 43-20. to 20. Yeah, I mean, this is the Georgia offense that is known of coming out hot. Yeah. You know, putting up double digits every quarter besides the last because, you know, you're already up by a good bit. You don't really care. Yeah. But they got to – they got. we'll talk about their, their tough road ahead here. Yep. Let's, and, let's go ahead and talk yeah. about it. Let's, let's you talk, talk about, about it? Yeah, let's talk about what they've got coming up. They have three Missouri. straight ranked opponents, or at least ranked at the moment. Missouri, who um, has been playing great football, uh, of course. But then you also go to Ole Miss, who's also been great. And then you got Tennessee, and then, of course, the Rambling Wreck, who got to watch out for. Come on now. It's not easy. It's never easy. It's certainly not going to be easy considering they faced one ranked team this season. Yeah. And it was Kentucky who, eh, eh, eh. fraud? <laughs> Kentucky are frauds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Leary is a fraud. Oh, yeah. Like, it's NC good. State just gave... Kentucky, the worst quarterback. <laughs> Kentucky really thought they were doing something there for yeah. a little bit. We, like, thought we, we thought Kentucky was doing something there for a little bit. Yeah. Let's be honest. That's true. Um, All right. Since the, uh, the sign Steelers are uh, on a bye this week, we'll go to number three. Ohio State, 24, Wisconsin, 10. You you were talking about it. Wisconsin's playing spoiler. They, they kept it close. They could have yeah. won this game. No, absolutely. You know, only down going into halftime, ten to three. Yeah, and Kyle McCord's dog shit. Yeah, I mean, we'd known this. I mean, Wisconsin's defense looked great. Wisconsin's offense just couldn't get anything going. No, that's because Ohio State's defense looked great. Yeah, which Ohio State's defense is great. I can acknowledge that one hundred percent. Like 
they're they're very good. But like Braylon Allen got totally shut down by that Ohio State defensive line. Yeah, was it Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers did not let Wisconsin do anything. Yeah, like it was insane. But listen, there's a good chance this is uh, we see this rematch for the Big Ten championship. Yeah, I guess it sucks, but yeah. And listen, I think Wisconsin. Round I, two, I don't know. I think Iowa maybe. Let's hope not, because Iowa's pretty shit. They are. They've got a great defense. I think That's Wisconsin is better. I don't know about that. Like I know they played and Wisconsin won in a low-scoring game, but I, I still like Iowa's defense a lot. Well, as it stands right now, Minnesota will be yeah. facing off. Well, that's against... just because they have the head-to-head over Iowa. Yeah. But, yeah, this game just kind of sucked. Marvin Harrison Jr. had a fantastic day. Six receptions, 123 yards, two touchdowns. Trayvon Henderson, bro, had a yeah. day. Oh, my God. Like, come on now. 24 carries, 162 yards, yeah. and a tutty. But Kyle McCord just single-handedly keeping Wisconsin in this game. Two interceptions, and he lost a fumble. Yeah, I mean, what else do you expect? His last name is McCord. So, I don't know. All right, fun name. Come on. G. Fine. Scott Jr. Nizir Forquarian. Nah, bro, I like G as a first name. G-E-E. G. Scott Jr. That's not bad. Uh, what, what about Hero Canoe? Ooh, where do you see that? Uh, Ohio State's defense. You said Hero? Oh, I like that. Solid. Tatum Grass. Oh, what about Jeff Petrowski Jr.? That's solid, bro. That's solid. Um, not even gonna. Pro- I'm not even gonna try to pronounce that. That's about it from Ohio Atticus. Bertrams. That's not bad. Punter. The punter for Wisconsin. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, Jesse Micro is a sick name. <laughs> Ch- Yo, the punt return. Ch- Chimir Dyke. Yeah, not bad. Unless you pronounce it Dick. Or Deek. DK. There's actually a Deek. lot of ways he could have pronounced it outside of what you said, but yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Florida State. No, we, can, we can skip this game. No, 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 no. We ain't I'm, skipping I'm, shit. I'm just, I'm just going to sit back. Yeah, you just get to listen to uh, me talk about the number four Florida State Seminoles going to Wake Forest and winning 41-16. to 16. Uh, Probably our second easiest victory of the season outside of Syracuse. But Jordan Travis, a tremendous day. 22 for 35, 359, three touchdowns. Didn't throw a pick. Didn't turn the ball over. Just fantastic. Trey Benson finally starting to get some things going. 10 carries, 55 yards, and a touchdown. But the big deal is the 80-yard receiving touchdown that he had that was fucking ridiculous. Just haven't seen him do do anything like that in his time at Florida State, and that was amazing. Keon Coleman picking up a little bit of the the slack with Johnny Wilson still out, but another one-handed grab. Just making ridiculous catches, catching two touchdowns. Jaheim Bell had a much better day than um, you know he has in the last couple of weeks. But the defense was the story here. Six sacks by this defense. Kalen Deloach with half half a sack. Tatum Bethune, Byron Turner, 
Jared Verse had two. Patrick Payton had one. Everybody getting in on the sacks and just uh, uh, like Oprah. Honestly, you yeah, get a sack. yeah, you get a sack. It was you ridiculous. And Wake Forest couldn't create any offense. They ran for 128 yards, but Mitch Griffiths. 82 passing yards. At one point, Jordan Travis had 300 total yards, and Mitch Griffiths, 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 <laughs> I don't know how to say it. You got and, it, bro. You yeah, got it. Two yards. Beautiful. Absolutely. You yeah. know, the the brothers on the Wake Forest defense, A.J. Williams and B.J. Williams, just couldn't stop shit. Are they brothers? Because that's awesome. They have to be. A.J. and B.J.? Like, please tell me they got a brother named C.J. Hold on. I got to... I'm pulling them both up. Bro, they could, dude, listen. You I don't go, know if they're brothers. Bro, you could go AJ, BJ, CJ, DJ, and EJ before it's sounding. They're from ridiculous. two different parts of South Carolina. And they long look lost, nothing alike. Long lost brothers. Nah, I, I genuinely don't think they're related. One's from Johnston, Man. South Carolina. One's from Bamberg, South Carolina. Maybe they're both adopted. And the parents just, instead of trying to find their real names, you get AJ and you get BJ. Maybe. No idea. Um, names. <laughs> BJ Williams. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm saying they have to have a brother named CJ. Fentro Cypress II. What the fuck? <laughs> Greedy Vance Jr. You sound like you're on Key and Peel right now. Where's the fucking fudge? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you uh, talking about? <laughs> I don't know, man. Let's see. Mm. I'm trying to look right now for names. Akeem Dent is solid. Yeah, it's not bad. Shaheem Brown. Alex Mastromano. Yeah. Solid punter. So really about it. Yeah, Wake Forest kind of shitty names, but it doesn't it doesn't translate there. It doesn't mean they're a good team. Mm-hmm. You know, the best teams have the best names. Yeah, there. So it's a bell curve. It's like, yeah. like, good names, good names, but if you don't have good names, you're like middle tier. Mm-hmm. The worst teams and the best teams have the best names. Mm-hmm. But Agreed. let's move on. Number five, Washington. Don't know what happened here. Another, not horrible week, but a close game. Number five, Washington Huskies, 42. Stanford, 33. Michael Penix had a, a pretty good game, though. 21 for 38, 369, four touchdowns. Did throw a pick, but still, pretty good game. Jalen Polk, 148 receiving yards. Roma Dunze, 89. Polk had two touchdowns. Dunze had one. Devin Culp had 55 yards and a touchdown. The offense was back, but no defense here to stop the yeah. Stanford Cardinal. I was going to say whatever their mascot was, plural, but there's just one. Yeah, no, this the Washington defense is just atrocious right now. Yeah, also all-time quarterback. I don't even know if he's actually a quarterback, but Tiger Bachmeyer. That wins. I know we're not done talking about this game, but that that wins. I don't know, man. I guess he's actually a receiver, but he threw a pass. He had 10 receptions, 95 Bro, yards in this game. They literally have a guy named Wilfredo Ibar. Oh, that's good. I don't think that's better than Tiger Bachmeyer. Bro, Wilfredo? Wilfredo is sick. What about Jay Sean Frosto Ramos? 
That's pretty solid. And it's solid. just the letter J and then the name Sean. <laughs> that's that's kind of fire. Olumu Ali. What about the next guy? Sekai, Sekai Osowa Ofoa. What about the next guy? Fatui Tuitele. Not bad. Okay, a lot of good names in this matchup. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can, I can tell that Stanford is middle, like uh, approaching, Listen, approaching middle tier from bad. I'd yeah, say. and Washington is great. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly how we're gonna put it. 100%. All right, are we done here? Um. Yeah, yeah, we're done. <laughs> go, go ahead, Washington. Stay undefeated, but keep playing close games. Oh, we're gonna talk about Washington's schedule. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's let's take a peek. So their next four weeks are at USC, at home against Utah, at Oregon State, and at home against Washington State. That's not easy. It is not easy. It's going to be hard for them to stay undefeated, especially considering how insane the Pac-12 has gotten this last couple of weeks. Yeah, and you know how interesting it would be if USC gets the win over Utah. Like, shit's going to get wicked. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I guess. Totally <laughs> wicked. All right, you don't have to do that. Uh, right, next game, though, number seven, Texas, thirty-five, BYU six. Ugh. I don't even want to talk about this game. Yeah, Malik Murphy did okay, not good. Jonathan Brooks did great. Uh, Keaton Slovis still sucks at football, despite being on his like third team uh, in college <laughs> football. He still sucks. Don't forget that. Um. Yeah, that's that's it. They don't throw the ball because Quinn Ewers isn't here, and it's very obvious in the style of play. Yeah, it was just very ground heavy. You know, yeah. bit, a lot of turnovers. Definitely. Um. Yeah, it's really about it. Yeah, Any not good much. Names? Uh, good names? Xavier Bryce or like Quintravian that. Wisner. I always like Burt Auburn. The kicker for Texas. It's yeah, it's not name. bad. What about Tavondre Sweat? Yeah, it's a lot of sweats going around football right now. Go look at the third guy on the BYU defense. AJ Vang <laughs> That is horrible. Blake Blake Mangelson. That's not bad. That's a good he's gotta be a linebacker, right? Yeah, he's got he's Mangelson. gotta mangle some people. Defensive end. Looks like a Mangelson though. Um yeah, no Puka Nakua's on this team. That's about it. All right. That's about it. Yep, that's all. Next game, though, number 10, Penn State, 33, Indiana, 24. Just teams staying in the game. That shouldn't be anywhere no. close. Like Drew game. Aller had an okay game, not a lot of passing yards, but 20 for 31, 210, three touchdowns, one interception. Katron Allen, not the best day out, but 81 yards. Nicholas Singleton, 50 yards and a touchdown, but... For Indiana, I guess they figured something out because they were just scoring pretty easily, putting up 14 in the first half and then putting up 10 in the fourth quarter. But Penn State just scored enough each quarter to hold on to the win. Yeah. I mean, really, Penn State's defense is what saved them here. Yeah. You know, um, they're causing some fumbles. Didn't necessarily get them, but at least, you know, 
putting pressure on that offense for Indiana. Yeah. I mean, Indiana, Indiana's 0-5 in the conference and 2-6. and There's no reason they should be anywhere near the Penn State Nitty Lions right now. No, not at all. They suck. But at the end of the day, teams are looking to play spoiler against these good teams. You know, you're getting their best. Yeah. They are doing whatever they can to fuck your season up. Yeah, and for, for Penn State to do this at home, you got 107,000 fans at that stadium. And you, you give up 24 points to Indiana and you actually let them stay in the game for most of it. Yeah. that's Listen, It's so bad. I'm be honest. I know Maryland just came off a horrible game. I think they beat Penn State next week. They might. Once again, we can keep talking about schedules going forward because we're we're getting to that time where it needs to be said. Yeah, Maryland's not going to be easy. Obviously, Michigan's the test. Yeah. It's at home, which is nice, but it's not like your home performances have been ridiculous. Um, obviously, with Indiana, but Rutgers is not an easy team to beat either. They're very good this season. They're, what, fourth? Yeah, they're right behind... Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State in the East. So they're not going to be easy, and then Michigan State's pretty simple. Yeah, Rutgers is always that team at the end of the year that is looking to play spoiler. Yeah. Like, they have nothing to lose. They, they, never they already free. made a bowl game. Yeah. So they're going to they're gonna come out, and they're going to try to snatch that top 10 yeah. right from Penn State. Yeah, they want to play as close to New Year's Day as possible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) sounds about right all right um i know i just kind of put any other games you want to talk about but i feel like we have to talk about usc 50 cal 49 wow bro what in the fuck caleb williams threw for 369 yards and two touchdowns but they put up 50 points they put up 17 in the first quarter 12 in the third quarter and 21 in the fourth Whereas Cal put up 14 in the first, 14 in the second. They go into the half up 28-17. They put up 8 in the third and 13 in the fourth. This game was madness. Yeah, this was, this was a very fun game to watch. Yeah. I didn't watch it, but I heard it. Yeah. Marshawn Lloyd, 17 carries, 115 yards, two touchdowns. Austin Jones ran in a touchdown. Yeah. Taj Washington had a great day in the receiving game. Marshawn Lloyd also had a good game in the receiving game. Uh, their good day in the receiving game. Um, yeah. I said, I said a good, uh, what did I say? A good gay in the receiving day? I think it's a game in the receiving game. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Caleb um, Williams, 13 carries, negative 13 yards, yeah, and two that's, touchdowns. That's sacks, I think, because it yeah, is. he got sacked but four still, times. But still, it's funny, funny ass stat. It, it is to a watch. funny stat to look at. Uh, but on the Cal side, like Fernando Mendoza wasn't bad at all in this game at quarterback, but Jaden Ott, 21 carries, 153 yards, and three touchdowns. And Mendoza himself on the ground, 48 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, it's just. No defense, a lot of offense. That's yeah. All you can say about also, it. how did Caleb Williams run in two touchdowns? He's been doing that. I know, like, but it's like running in like two. It's three the touchdowns. it's the negative thirteen yards part that throws it all off because they don't like they count the sacks as rushing yards. It's it's weird. Also, Derwin James just had an insane pick. Really. It was in Darnell Mooney's hands that he just snatched it from a midair. I'm about to watch this. It's on fourth and three, right? Yeah. All right, never mind. It 
like he, Darnell Mooney got tackled like while in the air, popped the ball out right into Derwin James. Oh game. wow! Holy shit! That's crazy. Yeah, this game's stiff arm the fuck out of that guy at the end of the play. This this game's fucking over. All right, names. Lake McCre- Lake McCree. Mm. Uh, what about Caleb Alarms or? Mm. Asher Alberding. I got it. Traquan Fiegans. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> it's over. Yeah. Oh, what about Lou Magia Hearns the third? What the fuck? That's pretty solid. Yeah, kick returner for Cal. Lachlan Wilson. That's a solid punter name. Man's been man grew up watching Minecraft. <laughs> But uh, let's see. Yeah, it's a Tron, right. Gri- Tron Grizzle. That's good, too. Uh, any other games that you want to talk about? Uh, Not really. I mean, Tennessee-Kentucky was really yeah. close. Leary threw for 372 yards, two touchdowns, but I, really, I don't yeah. really care about going too in-depth. Yeah. Shiloh that. Sanders got ejected from Colorado-UCLA for a ridiculous hit. He hit the fuck yeah. out of that guy. That, that hit was sick as fuck like six years ago when it was allowed. Um, yeah. JMU played like shit against Old Dominion. Still came out on top undefeated, though. Yeah, still came out on top. Still undefeated, but a bad performance against Old Dominion, who's not good. Um, Notre Dame beat the fuck out of Pitt. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, also, it's Southern, not State. 44-27 oh, on Thursday. Georgia Southern comes out different, bro. Oh yeah. Uh, what's his name? Bryn Davis. Bryn, yeah. huge at quarterback, and Jalen White at running back too. Jesus. Um, all Ole right. Miss, absolutely let's, punishing Vanderbilt. Yeah, let's get into this AP poll though. Week nine. No, we, we, we didn't. We didn't go over next week's matchups. That's what we're about to do after this. We do oh, that in that order every time. Maybe fix the prep sheet, bro. I prep yeah, sheet's mind. right. You're yeah, you're wrong. You're good. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Don't talk shit about me. <laughs> All right. AP poll. Top five doesn't move. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington. Oregon jumps up two with their big win over Utah to number six. Texas stands still at seven, but Alabama and Penn State both move up one into the top or you know, inside of 10 to 8 and 9, respectively. Oklahoma drops 4 down to number 10. Ole Miss moves up 1 to 11. They're still creeping in there. Ole Miss is a team to look out for. That's what I'm saying, man. Uh, Notre Dame at number 12. They move up two spots. But they're uh, Who'd they play? Pitt? They blew them out yeah. of the water, right? Yeah, they blew up Pitt. Yeah. Uh, LSU moves up 2 to 13. Missouri moves up 2 to 14. Louisville moves up three to fifteen with their win over Duke as Oregon State drops five spots down to sixteen with their loss. Undefeated Air Force in the Mountain West, number seventeen. They move up two more spots there. Utah drops five spots down to eighteen. Tennessee goes up two spots to nineteen. UCLA moves up three spots to twenty. Tulane. Still in there, repping the group of five as well. Up one spot, Kansas makes it back into the top 25, debuting at 22 after their win over Oklahoma. James Madison goes up two spots despite a tough victory, but USC, they jump them at 24. USC, with that very close win over Cal, sticks them 
stuck at 24. And uh, Kansas State makes it back into the top 25 with their big win over Houston. Oklahoma State, super close to getting in with 77 votes. North Carolina, close out. And uh, Liberty, close as well. Yeah, I mean, you've got to put North Carolina out, losing to UVA yeah. and then Georgia Tech. Yeah, definitely. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, but I mean, overall, it's a solid list. It is. I, I don't disagree with any of it. Yeah, I mean, the only thing, like, I understand – Bama and Penn State jumping up. That's because Oklahoma lost. You just got to – you get pushed yeah. up one as Oklahoma. You know, Oklahoma could have dropped lower. I was about to say, is Oklahoma worse than Ole Miss? I think Ole Miss is better than Oklahoma. I think Ole Miss has a better defense. Yeah, And a, a more explosive offense. Quinshawn Judkins is starting to get rolling right now. Oh, yeah. He is awake and he is running hard. He's like the miniature version of Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. Well, Isaiah Pacheco is the miniature version of himself. Yeah, but, you know, here's another thing. Is Notre Dame too high? Uh, not if LSU's not. It's we, it's it's interesting, you know, because you got Louisville, you got Missouri. Missouri, it's 7-1 and one behind 6-2 and two LSU. But LSU has the head-to-head to Missouri. I know, but still. It's, it's interesting. Well, it's going to get real interesting when we talk about next week's matchups. That's true. There is uh, some games to be played, to say the least. Um, yeah, let's start off with uh, Tuesday, Northern Illinois versus Central Michigan. <laughs> yeah, on that note, we're going to close it out. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> Go ahead. You... Say, say your favorite matchup. Oh, bro, it's Georgia, Missouri. Oh, okay. Georgia, Missouri is my favorite. I know you were expecting a different matchup for me I to was. say. Because I'm going to let you say it. No, nah, I'm good. No, go ahead and say it, Greg. Nope. Fine, I'll say it. All right, back to back. Alabama, LSU. Nice. LSU coming into Bryant-Denny Stadium. I think Kansas Tuscan State, Earth. Texas is better. Yeah, fuck off. Because LSU is just going to beat the fuck out of Bama. Really? <laughs> I think so. They have a ridiculous offense. Yeah. Though they we, have no defense, about, your defense sucks. Yeah. Or your offense sucks. Sorry. I was about to say, our no, defense, your defense is great. Suck. Your defense is great. Listen, we talked about this earlier. LSU, great offense. Alabama, shit offense. Yeah. LSU, horrible defense. Alabama, great defense. Yeah. It's going to get wicked. Yeah. A lot of points, I think. Yeah, probably. Because Alabama's um, offense is good enough to score points on the LSU defense. Yeah. And LSU's defense is, you know, it's starting to get a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. But um, I don't know. Ohio State Rutgers. Don't count out Rutgers here at all. Yeah. Brett Bielema at home in Piscataway. I think there's yeah. a chance. Um, you know, honestly, I'm going th- to say it. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. Clemson, Notre Dame. Yep. Clemson, you know, it's at Clemson. Notre yeah. Dame, Sam Hartman has been turning the ball over quite a bit. No. But here's the thing. I think if Will Shipley doesn't play, Clemson's going to get waxed. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, we talked about it earlier, but Penn State-Maryland is a good matchup. Yes, sir, especially with it being in Maryland. Yeah, JMU-Georgia State. Oh, Louisville-Virginia Tech. Yeah. That could be interesting, Grayson. It definitely could, but I, I think Louisville takes that one pretty yeah, easily. Go ahead and give me uh, East Carolina to Lane. 
How have we not talked about Washington, USC? Because we talked about it earlier, you know? Yeah, but that's definitely one of the best of the week. It's Honestly, the, UCLA, Arizona is too. Yeah, Washington, USC is the third best. Everybody that's ranked this week, you have the best matchup. <laughs> yeah. Except Michigan, Purdue. I think for matchups, it's it, Honestly, I'm going Bama LSU one yep. matchup. Then I'm going I'm probably gonna go Washington USC. Oh, okay. I like that. And then and then I'll go Georgia, Missouri. Yep. And then I'll go um Texas K State. I like that. Solid list. Um yeah. uh, for some reason, bro, Missouri is just like flowing through my like my blood. Okay. And like sure. I'm I'm all about was it Brady Cook, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm all about him. You know, Weiss Weiss Junior, top top receiver in the SEC. Like we're They're cooking. Good, yeah, Brock but, made possibly one of the worst takes ever on one of his last episodes. Uh, yeah, saying that Mizzou is going to be like the, the punching bag. Yeah, he said that Mizzou is going to be the punching bag of the SEC this year. Yeah, Missouri heard that, and they took it personal. Yeah, I think Brock sparked something in them. But um, when it comes to unranked matchups, Miami-NC State is not bad. 8 p.m. on the ACC Network. Uh, Kentucky-Mississippi State. Uh, let's see, let's see. Missouri better be – or Ole Miss better be happy they don't play Missouri this year. Yeah. Honestly, I think Missouri would beat them. I don't know about that. I think it would be a good-ass game. Maybe. Maybe. Nah, bro. Hit me, up, hit me up with Air Force Army. Yeah. If you want to see a low-scoring-ass game, Iowa-Northwestern. Oh, Lord. It's final score, seven. If you want to sweat out the scariest under of your life, you bet under 31 in that game. Final <laughs> score, seven to three. Probably. I think I would say 10-3 Iowa. Oh, wait. What's the line on Alabama-LSU? 60. Over yeah, under. I was about to say over under's got to be high as shit. I'm taking the over on that. Yeah, maybe Kennesaw State can win a game. Bro, did you see the over under on Washington USC? No, seventy six and a half. <laughs> oh my god, that's insane! Seventy six and a half. That is wild. Wow. I'll take the over. What that means. Both teams are scoring over 35 points. Yeah. Because what's the spread? Uh, Washington for negative four. So Washington's favored by four points. So that means Washington would have to win third, like essentially 40 to like, yeah, like 40 to 35. Yeah. I mean, could happen. I think the score is going to be a lot higher. Yeah, that's just a ridiculous thing to bet on. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we don't bet. Correct. Um, yeah, that's that's wild. Uh, I don't think there's any other college football to talk about. No, not I think we really. just talked about all of it. Yeah, we just did uh, we got to the point out. where I thought Ken's, I was going to talk about Kennesaw State versus zero and eight Sam Houston. You know, we just we won last week. I know we're not getting Owen nine Lincoln yeah. from California. Yeah, Kennesaw State fucking sucks. You know our quarterback didn't complete a pass. Yeah, he even was, though we're supposed to be space. in a passing system now and getting rid of like because we got rid of the triple option. 
Yeah, he was. I don't want to talk six. about Kennesaw State football right now. <laughs> nah, bro. Zero for six is wild. It is. It is. Let's get into stake your claim though. Let's make stupid hot takes that okay. make us look dumb in like I don't know five days. <laughs> ah, you know. Listen, mine's not a stake your claim for this week. It's stake your claim for the end of the season when Haynes King rolls through Sanford Stadium and upsets the Bulldogs. I I don't know about that. Hey, listen. It's just different. Yeah, but, you know, like every like five to six years it happens. But Georgia's I've, defense is not UNC's defense. I know it's not, Grayson. But listen. Georgia might have one of their games where they comes they come out really slow. Yeah, maybe th- maybe throw a pick or fumble the ball, and Haynes King just exploits for Georgia's defense like the little bitches they are, and absolutely tears it up. All right, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna you you can't argue opinions, um, yeah. Luke. That's for you, buddy. <laughs> I'll see you at Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that the Pac-12 is going to continue to eat itself alive till there's no college football playoff hopefuls by the time that conference championship rolls around. Mm. So nobody from Pac-12 is going to be I think Washington, the USC, and Oregon, Washington ends up, I think all of them end up with two losses. Yeah, well, USC, their hopes are already Yeah, gone. Washington, or, okay, this is the way I'm, I'm thinking it's going to go. So USC still has Oregon and Washington. Mm-hmm. So Washington loses against USC this week. Possible. I don't really think they will, but this is a scenario where it happens. It's probably the yeah. most likely scenario. UC or USC beats Washington. Oregon loses or Oregon beats USC. And then Oregon loses to Oregon State. USC loses to UCLA. And then Washington plays, I think, still Oregon in the conference championship game, and Oregon beats Washington. They all have two-plus losses. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. I like that take. I think they and all eat each other up, and then we end up getting fucking Michigan and Ohio State probably in the college football playoff. And one team from the SEC and Florida, Florida State. State. <laughs> That's how also, it because I think the Big 12 – yeah. The Big 12, okay, everybody was losing their minds at Brent Key for saying that the ACC has been the most entertaining conference this, this season. I think it's. I still think it's the Pac-12. I think it's second. The Big 10 sucks. The Big 12 is some of the worst football I've watched in a while. And the SEC is just not quite as interesting as I thought it would be. SEC is kind of boring, you know? Yeah. I, I'm way more invested this season in the Pac-12 and the ACC. And I know my favorite teams in the ACC. I have nothing to draw me to the Pac-12. Honestly, I have always been an SEC guy and a Florida State guy. Yeah. I'm watching way more Pac-12 football than SEC. Yeah, I mean, because, listen, there's no defense, and it's just all offense. Yeah, but there is, like, good defensive players in the Pac-12 that are fun yeah. to watch. That UCLA yeah. defensive line is so much fun to watch. Yeah, and the secondary of the Utah Utes. Fun yeah, to watch. Same with Colorado. Yes, lo- they we love targeting goals. Yeah, hey, Travis Hunter had two picks in that game. 
Yeah. You know, I'm glad he's back, you know, doing well. Yeah, I am too. All right. Um, let's, let's get a little check-in. Yeah. We're about to go into the two minute warning chargers up 30 to 13. Well, just to let you know, the bears just executed the tush push with Tyson Badgett. Interesting. Maybe use some of his dad's arm wrestling skills. It took him. It took him two tries though on the from the one yard line. Fair enough. But freaking DJ Moore and uh, Cole Komet were behind him. Did they? They did that in the fourth quarter, right? Yep. They just they did it. missed the extra point. They went for a two ah. conversion, and the backup running back dropped the ball. Ooh. Oh no bueno. Oh, did they just what? what did they just happened? get the onside? What just happened? Oh, I think the Chargers just got it. No, bro, you gotta watch that onside. Oh, wait, they're saying the Bears got it. I'm watching oh. it right now. He's lining up. He is a short ass kicker. What a bounce. Damn. I, I don't think he was – it wasn't past the line, so the Bears couldn't get it. I don't think it ever passed that line. I think it has to be Chargers ball either way. Yeah, Chargers fell on it, so. All right. Yeah, it's Chargers well, yeah. ball. At the moment, 30-13, to 13, Chargers getting the ball. Chicago does have four timeouts, but I don't see this game changing much. Yeah. Oh, but you said four timeouts, and I – Forgot you were included a two-minute warning, so. Did I say four timeouts? Yeah, you said four timeouts. Shit. Maybe I'm missing I mean, more timeouts? You sounded smart. By it did sound smart warning. by saying, yeah, they have the two-minute warning on their side, uh, which they actually don't. The Chargers technically have it on their side, except for that they're trying to waste the time. But overall, Eckler, seven receptions, 94 yards and a touchdown. Still didn't do anything on the ground, 29 yards on 15 carries. Uh, Justin Herbert, 298. Three touchdowns, only nine incomplete passes so far in this game. Uh, Keenan Allen kind of bringing it back a little bit. Eight receptions, 69 yards. Uh, Donald Parham Jr. getting a touchdown. Um, yeah, Badgett, two picks, really bad. 232 passing is pretty solid for him. But Darrington Evans and uh, Badgett running in a touchdown. They're only two of the game. Um, not much to talk about. Herbert not getting sacked once. No, why, why is it every time I drop a player, they ball out their next game? I just dropped Cole Komet, and he's got 10 receptions for 79 yards. Like, Ooh. Come on, dude. That's, that is tough. I can't catch a break. You're going to pick up Darrington Evans next week? No, I'm picking up Will Levis. Have at it, man. And Tajay Spears. <laughs> and Westbrook Akeen. I think you should pick up and- Isaiah Spiller. And I'm a trade for DeAndre Hopkins. I'm just going to turn my team into the Titans. That's a horrible fucking idea. Yeah, I know it is. All right. Um, all right. I think that's the whole episode, guys. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for liking. Thank you for subscribing, commenting, following, all that stuff. Rating five stars on this podcast platform that you listen to us on. And um, thank you for visiting the link tree that you can find on the YouTube, you can find it on the podcast platforms, you can find it on all of our social medias, and it'll take you to everything else. So if you're seeing this on Apple Podcasts, you can go to the Instagram that I know you already follow and then go to the link tree and do all that. Um, Our links are now in our TikTok bio as well. And um, before we get out of here, next Monday's episode will be episode 100. 
But it also will be the one-year anniversary of Second and Short. Uh, I believe it falls over the weekend. At least the one-year anniversary of the first episode. of. Obviously, the accounts were made a little bit earlier. But, um, yeah, our first episode was published on... Jesus, I, I can't remember, which sucks. Um, I gotta, I gotta scroll all the way back. November third, November second, actually. Ah. Um, so the one year anniversary, actually, um, lines up with like what Thursday? Oh wait, yeah, we're gonna be recording the hundredth or the one year anniversary on Friday or on Friday's episode, essentially, and then we'll have a hundred episodes. On Monday, it's perfect. I'm I'm all about it. Yeah. I am all about it. That's awesome. So uh, it'll be a celebration between Friday and Monday's episode. So make sure you stay tuned. I I don't know how I didn't notice that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Colin. Anything you got for the people? Nah, man. Great episode. We yeah. ran it through. Hey, we appreciate y'all support. All right, you spread the word. Yep. Get the get the friends. Get the family. Get them listening. You know, we like to educate y'all on what's going on in the sports world. Even though you probably already know about it, we just like, you know, we're we're here for you. All right? Yeah. And in case you don't have time, you can always listen to us in the car. You can't check your phone. You can't see how the game went while you're driving. Exactly. So, um, yeah, uh, let everybody know about this thing because we want to keep doing it. And uh, we got to keep seeing that support to uh, continue going on. So uh, for now, we will. Uh, we'll see you at the end of the week. Me and Colin will see you for episode one hundred next week. Peace. Later.